Hello all you vault dwellers, I hope this podcast is finding you well. Uh, this is me, your host, Gary Moore, one part of the Vault Dwellers. The Vault Dweller podcast is a podcast with two friends from Scotland. Uh, we talk about games, movies, TV and everything in between. With me is my co-host and the other half of the Vault Dweller podcast is Mr. Mac. How you doing, Hello. Mr. Mac? All good, mate. All good. Hopefully, uh, hopefully that's the nerves settling now for this second episode. Because uh, <laughs> I think even after the first one, I thought, you know what, we're we're professionals. Look at us go. We've got us uploaded. We've got images. It's already an artwork. It's looking crisp. And then about an hour before we started recording, I'm like, oh my god, I need to do all this all over again. What if something doesn't record properly? <laughs> like, so clenching moment. <laughs> hundred percent, hundred percent. So obviously, um, we have you know our second episode here. It's not as much of a off the um, off the cuff name, if you like, is what we had the first week, and and it being origins and where we started from, and where our gaming kind of thing started from. Um, but obviously, we have a load of ideas that we're trying to work through, and just some of them obviously fit better. Others. We're really, really excited to get into this because we put a lot of work into the the preparation for it. Probably too, probably too much. Definitely. Uh, in, in certain parts, but um, I think off the bat, for, for myself and Gary, I think we'd, we'd kind of like to thank everybody, especially you know everybody on on Twitter and, and YouTube and the you know, subscribes and different likes and comments and stuff. And it's been it's been really good. We I don't think we really expected so many people to to. Um, even to listen to it actually off off the bat and, and give us some good feedback. So kinda of shout out to everybody for, for that, I think, to to start with. I think even you were surprised yourself, mate, eh, for what we got to start off with. Yeah, I was I was really shocked. I, I keep saying to Sean, I was like, I can't believe that people actually listen to us. I know. <laughs> never who mind listening to us. Who would think but, it? Our own wives no. don't even listen. Uh, never mind listen, Matt also did art, which was absolutely amazing. Just, absolutely, I yeah. shout out to Fergie. Um, to get a first Matt Ferguson out. on Twitter. Absolutely, it, was, it blew us away when I woke up to that, actually. Um, yeah, that was great. It was something else, so we'll, we'll maybe actually insert that here, if I remember. Um, well, I'll, I'll listen back anyway now. If, if, if I'm feeling <laughs> up to the task, I'll maybe flex my editing skills and, and put a wee uh, here. So, like, Ding! And it'll just be like <laughs> nothingness because I forgot to do it. So, um, right, let's go on with the show. So, what we've got this week, dead, dead excited, is our top 10. Now, it's not the top 10 PS4 games, it's our top 10 favourite games that we played on the PS4. And we've not included any PS3 games. Uh, I can't speak for Gary, but there may be games that were scheduled to be released um, PS4, PS5. We were late getting a PS5, so there'll be games that, you know, could have came to both. And I've included at least one of them on my list. None of us know each other's lists no. um, as, we, as we move forward. But we have obviously included some games that a lot of you may have may you consider being a PS5 game. As yeah, opposed no. to um, it being a PS4 game, but that's our favourite list. So yeah. I'm saying it's the best list, you know. Any uh, any any issues you've got with games that we didn't pick up, <laughs> send it to somebody else. <laughs> 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 I don't yeah. like you about it. Same as same as the Pokemon stuff, right? Gary, <laughs> Gary took the fall for that, but 
because it's our favourite games, so we're not saying that one's better than the other. Um, I would like to see in the comments, though, if um, if you think uh, that you know, if, if you want to make your own top ten um, fav- kind of favourite games, or you think that um, you know, what about this one? What about this one? What, like, we, you think that that, that would be more favourable for the kind of games that we like? Because I think they'll slowly pick up the differences even between you and me. Never mind yeah. us and them. Yeah. Um, in terms of games that that we play, because I I don't play all the I don't play all kind of games. I probably play a lot of the kind of most common ones, and then a lot of games that not that many people play. So, yeah, I think it's, it's a good this is a, it's a good exercise. I always like these kind of exercises because it is personal favourites. Just everybody's going to have a different list, as no matter who you ask. It's uh, as it's quite, and it's good that we don't know each other's lists either. So God knows what's yeah. on these lists. <laughs> no, definitely. And, and as I said, obviously we, we were we're obviously trying to um, you know have a bit of a, a backwards and forwards on each of the games, you know, regardless of who's the person that's picked it. Um, so if there's you know if, if Gary mentions a game and I've got it, I'll, I'll say it's on my list, but I won't say where. I like the mystery. Um, mm. You know, nothing if not good day, good showmanship. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, enough of the uh, of the nonsense and the uh, and all the thanks and all that stuff. You just get it. We are thankful. Let's get on with these uh, top ten lists. Number ten. Number ten, Gary. Let's kick it off, mate. What have you got for us? So my number ten is Yakuza Six. Ooh. Made oh, by. I never thought of them, by the way. I know. I know. Made by Ryu Guy Koku to Ko, something like that. Listen, <laughs> Absolutely murdered that. Listen, try saying anything in a Scottish accent, it's some laugh. There's actually a lot of words I can't actually say, by the way, and, and I'm not shy in telling you that, but, um, you know, aye. Comments so, yeah. below. Made, made by Sega, basically. Uh, yeah, Yakuza 6 is my number 10. Uh, I've always, I've always kind of liked the Yakuza series. Um, I kind of picked it up maybe at 3. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's pretty early, I would say, for a Western audience. Um, Do you know the release number... for that game? Oh, the release. Oh, yes, the release was uh, the eighth of December, two thousand and sixteen. I I never get it on release because I always I never see these games as like I need to play them straight away. They're always mm-hmm. games I'm always like I'll just have it in a back burner. So I maybe got it maybe the year later or something like that. Probably when I see you were a discount. Aye. Um, I love a good sell you. Oh, definitely, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> no, no it's, it's strange to because for like say the Yakuza games, like I, I genuinely don't really know what they are. You know, yeah. I, I know yeah. what they, I know what they are, but I don't really fully know what they are. I know they're a, a big game. You know, yeah. big in scope. Uh, takes a wee while, and I think it's fair to say that it's quite niche. Yeah, definitely. Especially for Western people. Uh, I don't really know anybody that does play Yakuza games personally. I don't really know anybody. Uh, I think I just I think it was just a sale game that I found in like the, the three as well. Um and I just played it and I was like, okay, let's let's, let's give us a wee shot. And mm-hmm. I've just fell in love with it ever since. So so I'll just give a wee brief. So of course. All Yakuza's are all kinda of, they're always it's always about the Yakuza it's always about Yakuza, obviously. Um, kind of follows this main guy Kiru. Um, he's kind of in the uh, in the yakuza, but always trying to get out of it. And but his life's always kind of catching up with him. Uh, the gameplay is kind of like it's like a Street Fighter type game. It's no like Street Fighter as in Street Fighter games. I mean, actual you're fighting in the streets with different people. It's kind of like a fighter. 
don't know what else you would call it. Um, it's kind of like Grand Theft Auto. It's Grand Theft Auto, but you're fighting. Uh, a fight, a fight like, game. Just, uh, just with your hands and your feet and doing karate and stuff like that. Um, but uh, it's always it's that wee semi-open world, never too big. The mini games they've always got loads of mini games, and the story is like Japanese story heavy, like your usual like forty-five minute cutscenes, yeah, um, right, which, okay. which which is fine. Actually, I don't mind that. Actually, I am quite used to watching a lot of Japanese stuff, so um, it doesn't really bother me the the long um, the long cutscenes and stuff. But yeah. I, I could see I could see that putting off people, especially because there's so many characters in it. And it's very low heavy. Even see when you get to like the later ones, so like, I could imagine somebody picking up like Yakuza Six and be going, "Oh, I know everybody," because it will recall for people for all the way back. Oh uh, right, so if it's not even like a standalone thing. Like it's no. basically like, "Oh, remember John?" And it's like, "Well, no, John yeah. was yeah. five games ago, mate." Yeah, the, the good thing with when I picked up Yakuza Three, it came with a disc, uh, one and two, but it, it wasn't a play disc. It was just a catch up. And I, I swear to God, it must have been about two hours long. I watched the full thing. I was going to say, uh, you wouldn't think that would deserve the same disc, <laughs> you know? <laughs> uh, so it was just literally like cutscenes all, all bunched together into this one disc, and it was like a here you go. Um, so I kind of I kind of knew everybody. Um, but yeah. Why, why six over? Like, I mean, I know that, I don't know. Did you ever play like... Like a dragon. I know you said that you don't know anybody personally that played them. I only really know um, Phil. So shout out to Phil J. Woodworth. He plays, or he played like a dragon on stream, and I kind of seen him play that a few times. I'm sure on the PS4. I'm not 100 sure, but I'm pretty sure that's what he was playing that on. Again, I don't really know because um, I think it could have been the, the the PS5 by that point. But I'm no, I'm not entirely sure mm. of that. What, what, why so, six? So- so Yakuza 6, it's kind of the end of the story for Kiru. Um, so it's the, the penultimate game for him. But uh, Yakuza 6 was kind of like their, f- they, was their first kind of upgrade for the game. Right. Um, so it was a lot smoother. Like There was no really like, any loading scenes or cutscenes. Uh, no cutscenes, but like loading into fights or loading into when you walk into a shop and stuff like that. So it was kind of the first big upgrade for the Yakuza series. When, funny enough, it was the last one for the Yakuza series, um, and it just, it just, it was a perfect time and place game. Yakuza is always like that for me. I never right. play Yakuza's like, I'd like, I, I went Yakuza and then I was like, I think I'll play Judgment next, and I tried Judgment, and I was like, I can't play this. It's too too soon. They're so heavy games, because yeah. um, the story, the stories are always deep. They're so deep in the games, and they're always like, I mean, some of them's like. No way of spoiling it, but some of them's like about human trafficking and drugs and stuff like that. And Disney, Disney, um, soften the blow or anything that goes in for the kill with some yeah. of the, the story. For clarity, but, that was the word, um, doesn't as opposed to Disney, <laughs> Disney, <laughs> the actual place. <laughs> You'll pick up on some of these Scottish things that we say, yeah. it doesn't mean that, but it doesn't mean that, uh, just so that you. <laughs> Because Disney's got nothing to do with Yakuza. <laughs> so, so definitely, I want to I want to pick up Judgment because I started it and I was like, oh, that's actually quite good. And I think that is a definitely good place for other people to kind of start 
is yeah. like a Judgment and uh, uh, what's that other one called? Like a Lost Dragon. Judgment as well. I've got that. Lost Judgment. That's the second one. Right. Uh, and like a Dragon, they're always good places to start. And I think they realise that. I think they realise mm-hmm. the Yakuza series is we need we really need to restart this. Need a, um, need a wee reboot or we uh, try and get pick up more people. Yep, definitely. Uh, definitely I've not played any of them yet. I don't know, apart from the start of Judgment, but I'm, I will go back to it. But it's just it's a game that you can you can't play them like straight after each other. It's just too much. Uh, uh, also, <laughs> also the good thing about Yakuza is how deep in the, how deep the stories are. Is mm-hmm. see the mini games that <laughs> some of them are absolutely like Grand Theft Auto hilarious. Like there was an Ella Yakuza game in Zero, and like there was like a Michael Jackson guy in it. Oh, <laughs> wow. absolutely no reason. <laughs> and you had to like go and like barter his manager and stuff like that, and they just totally ripped off Michael Jackson. And there's always really really weird stories in them, uh, and they're. They're always a good time to play. I think Yakuza Six. I probably picked that. It could that could have been any Yakuza game, really. Right, I've, right, I've always, okay. I just like them all. Right. Um, I, I wouldn't say I like one better than the other, really. Um, but it's just kind of that was a, a new a new version of it. And yeah, I've seen like Judgment, and I've seen like videos of like Lost Dragon, and I'm like, all right, you can just see well they started with Yakuza Six, and it's like, all right, this is this is a building block for new. Um, the combat's great in Yakuza 6. I, I, people say it's not the best, but I actually quite like it. They, they kind of changed it up in all the games, but Yakuza 6 is just like, you have like this main character, and you just do your usual upgrades, and more upgrades, you get more fighting, st- there's no stances, but fighting like unlocks, you'll do different powers, different super kicks, all this kind of stuff. So it's, it's quite like an RPG. It is. There's RPG... Yeah, I mean, it's usual. You can buy clothes, upgrades, all that kind of stuff. The only thing is in the Yakuza games that I don't like is when you buy clothes or you buy stuff, Easy wears the exact same suit and it's only like upgrade upgrades and you don't actually see it. I hate no, that. No, no, <laughs> I hate no, that no, in games. No, no. Uh, no, no, I, can't no. I hate that in games. That is one thing I don't like about Yakuza series. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, Avengers. Know. You know what I mean? Like, what's going on there? <laughs> no, but, I like, uh, even a wee change, like a wee you know, a shiny, a bit of armor, a wee something, I don't know, but... Just, just a bracelet or a watch aye. or something, you know, and if he wanted to keep the same suit, fine, put a wee chain on him, something, but no, no, it's just upgrades, oh, you can put body armor on underneath, I hate all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the mini games are always great, there's actually there's actually an arcade in the wee town that you can actually play, like, proper Sega games, so there's, like, the race, I can't remember what the racing game's called, it was one of the Sega racing games, um, but, um, Virtual Fighters, actually, the full game of Virtual Fighter is in this game. That's pretty cool, man, isn't it? <laughs> That's cool, isn't it? It's just stupid um, things like that that you really love. It's really it's really crazy. There's, like, wee, wee claw machines and stuff like that. You actually, like, collect all the wee characters and the wee pinball machines. It's Oh, it's so good. Um, there's, like, baseball and karaoke. The karaoke is always funny, actually. Because um, it's in Japanese, so uh, you know the guy just did it yaudi, <laughs> and it's in Japanese. It's brilliant. Um, but I, it's just it's a very deep game, but also I find it just extremely charming because of the series. And six is it's just it has to be on my list. Um, a PS4 games. I, I was looking at my full list and I whittled it down, and I was like, it just has to it has to go on there. I just uh, I get that, I get I that. This series. Aye, I get that. It's not something that I've. Um, played so you know apologies if i've no 
kind of weighed in and, and, um, and probably helped you through some of that there because it is Definitely. a bit more difficult. I, I probably get one or two that are fairly similar in, in that vein where there's, well, I, know for, I know one for, for sure, but um, uh, it's 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 hard when you've when a game clicks like that so well. Um, it's hard to then just disband it or put it off the list. I did have a few like that, but it just there was so many other games that I thought no, they deserve a place on that list, so I can't include these other yeah. games or this other yeah. game or whatever. Like you know, you, you forget. I had obviously went into PSN profiles to download um, all of my information. Well, I just copy and pasted it actually, but in an Excel sheet and kind of filtered it because I really didn't want to miss any games that I played and it's really surprising how many different games that you know you've 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 played and ping trophies on so um I shout out to uh to you Kuza. Um you got any other points mate? No not really um I think I've kinda of said it all um no I'm happy. Oh good then next up's myself um surprising nobody probably with this number ten in fact I'm pretty sure that Gary could probably even uh, probably hit it with more than anything else, but um, number ten for Mister Mac, Snowman Sky. Snowman Sky. <laughs> 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 Obviously, you know everybody knows that developers are, are Hello Games, um, and it, it is one of the biggest turnaround stories. And I don't think if they didn't recoup it. I would have played it. I bought it on release, you know, back in 2016 it, it came out. And, um, you know, since then there's been 18 free DLC packs. And I'll, off the bat, I'll say that if there were any of them that were paid, I probably would never have touched the game again. They've done a good job of um, putting the money back into the game, I would say. Just, you know, the different things that they've added, the different stuff that has made it, made me want to go back to it. I know, I know that me and you have played a fair amount of hours, me, me more than um, more than most but yeah. just some of the biggest changes, like like to the base building like when I first started, there was always an element of base building from when I played, when I first started playing there wasn't anything but it started kind of creeping in through like some of the quests and um, just the advances on that you know, obviously there's a few issues I've had, you know, with introduced electricity as you know yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it was too much for me to kind of get my head around because when I was going on, I was I was only really interested in him trying to upgrade the base, and when I then realised that nothing worked without this electricity, it was really off-putting. So I thought this is just too much. Um, but it was probably one of the first games in a long time that sucked me into the offline world of it, like looking at all the different wikis checking all the different stuff, like, what should I be looking at? How, should, how can I set up this grid? Like, I have, like, a proper power grid in that game, like, in my base. Like, I was living on, on like, a, a, a one planet continuously. Like, me and Gary would play this co-op and he'd go away and he's like, oh, my God, oh, look at this planet. And he would be, like, three galaxies <laughs> up the road, you know what I mean? And I'm still sitting on this wee planet just just going back and forward and building this bigger base. You know, Gary would come back in the base. <laughs> A multi-story car park built. It was just. <laughs> I'm I making loved... plants. <laughs> exactly. I, we, that is actually exactly what happened. We uh, made plants so I could make ice stuff. It's it's strange, but it's just one of the games that you can switch off to, and I think we all need that sometimes. We need that kind of game where we're going to be able to take a game and just 
completely switch off. Um, I've I did have like a a quick you know a few kind of notes. Obviously, there's there is an overwhelming nature to it. You know, if you don't have somebody that's there to to guide you f- to play the game, I think now you would yeah. be completely lost. I mean, yeah, you're talking definitely. about there's, there's, there's just so much stuff in it where you've got variety in the in the planets now. There's so much more variety than there ever used to be. Um, you know, in terms of the pet, there's obviously pets, vehicles, pirates, you know, freighters, everything. You know, it's just it's crazy the yeah. amount of stuff that they've added. It's brilliant, but if you don't have somebody else there to kind of tell you this is what you should do, this is what you shouldn't do, mm. it's just not going to work. No, know? see, see if I turned that game on, do see even though I've played it before and played with you, um, which I would say you're pretty uh, expert, an expert of this game near enough. Um, I like when I played with you recently, I turned it on, and I was like, oh my god, I, this is just a different game, and I felt lost, which. Yeah. It's strange to say, even though I've played it before, I was like, I just don't even know what's happening. I was getting shot, I was dying, people were trying to steal my stuff, and I was like, I don't even know what's happening anymore. <laughs> no, Help. it's because, like, obviously, like, I mean, it's it's good from a gameplay point of view. They've obviously they've added the Nexus, which is the the multiplayer game mode. We didn't we didn't have that when we when we were playing. So the idea that you get you know expeditions and missions and teams and stuff like that, where you're in a group and you know the person's buttoned it. Setting the mission off, and you're in the same mission as them. Like we didn't have any of that. It was just I'm doing this mission, and you're away doing your thing. There wasn't really a togetherness about the game. I think if we started playing it now, either one or two things would happen. We would get really lost, or it would really click with because there is that kind of something something to aim for. Um, yeah. I do think that there's no a lot to aim for if you're not invested in a few things in the game. Like I like. The idea of upgrading everything, you know, I like the the fact that when you've got the vehicles, you know, you've got your kind of Iron Man suit, if you want to call it that, but you've got, you know you've got this kind of suit and different cars and different stuff and finding the up, finding upgrades and learning the things and it's just trying to get different forms of currency to unlock or improve different things. But yeah. at the end of the day, though, you you you'd probably find that if somebody was put it on there, they'd be like, "What? What am I supposed to be doing? Like, I'm I'm supposed to be trying to go and find this thing. Like, it's it's not a game. It doesn't hold your hand. It's quite confusing um, for mm-hmm. a lot of sense. And uh, I think you know you need you need dent on it a lot for it. So it's no, it's my favorite game. That's why I think you know for me it deserves a place. You know, on the on the list, um, I have streamed it a few times. I did one of the derelict freighters on stream, which I did with um Gary and, and our good friend Hoodie the last Hoodie. time we played the game, which was really really good. That kind of de- dead space vibes yeah. to it. You know, when you're kind of creeping through this dark um abandoned freighter, I would like if there was maybe an enemy in there though, not as opposed to just like some robots. Yeah. You know, and and maybe it's like an enemy that you're not supposed to be able to kill. Um, mm. you know what I mean that, that kind of thing like it's yeah. really kind of Dead Space-esque of that where it's just like really, an alien really, yeah exactly like alien yeah. isolation where you're just hiding yeah. I think yeah. that, that would be like the next level whether that's something that they've considered or thought about I don't know it's a yeah. big big game though so I understand that if that is, they that is pretty amazing how much they've actually added to it like see mm-hmm. I mean I was near an early adopter I got it when play, when, when free and PlayStation Plus. so I don't know, that was at least a couple of years ago now. Um, and even back then, like, looking now, it was, it was still pretty basic back then. Um, 
that there's just so much. It's so detailed and everything's got a purpose and you might not know the purpose until about 100 hours in, but yeah, <laughs> you better yeah. get collecting and get storage pods. <laughs> exactly, and that's that story simulator 101, that's for sure. So yeah, that, that's that's pretty much everything I've kind of got to, to say on the game. It's, you know, I'm not, we're not here to sell the games to anybody, so um, I don't want to go too, too much um, deeper into the old No Man's Sky. Uh, if anybody's... No Exactly. If anybody's looking for for any um, any hints or, or tips or that, um, you know, drop a drop a line in the in the comments, and uh, I'll send you some real players because I've I'm only <laughs> half, <laughs> I only half know how to play the game. <laughs> so number nine. Moving on to number nine, then we've got. Um, that's a good start. That's a really good start with the number ten. So it's it's actually kind of you've piqued my interest, if I'm honest with you, in terms of what's <laughs> on the rest of the list. Because I know there's only a finite amount of spots for the games that I believe should be on your list or could whatever I would expect yeah. on your list. But anyway, number nine, take it away. Number nine is Hitman. Oh, do you know again? I never, I never seen that coming. <laughs> Released on the eleventh of March. 2016 by IO Interactive. Mm. It was released episodic, but I did not get it straight away because I was like, I'm not into this episodic stuff. I did one. I broke up game. I was done. Telltale were already done a number on me with them. I just couldn't <laughs> take any more. <laughs> I was going to say, you you, uh, you were scarred with the Telltale ones, weren't you? Oh, definitely. I think the Batman one was actually the worst. That was chronic because they were coming out and they were they weren't even working sometimes and sometimes you would start and they would delete your memory your save and all that and i was like oh my god i'm i'm done with this episodic stuff but, delete your memory i don't need that at this age by the way <laughs> <laughs> bad enough <laughs> uh, so i hitman i mean i, I don't know anybody it's not really seen or played a hitman game but uh hitman games what can you say about it it's uh, a game where you have an area and you just go about trying to kill a target uh, with anything, and you can dress up as anybody, and it's all you can you can play Hitman any any way you want really. Absolutely, um, yeah. you can go full stealth, which is I always try and do, which I actually found quite funny going back to doing that because I hadn't played a Hitman in well, I'd, I've played all the Hitman, but a proper I, this went back to basic Hitman. Oh, like, blood, like, like blood money, like that yeah. kind of those days. This, this is, this is a proper, like, we are going back to the Hitman formula. Like, mm-hmm. uh, you will be chasing a target and you will be just following him for 10, 10 minutes and he will just be going to the toilet, walking about, and you're following him and that's it. <laughs> Which uh, follows him quite... to the toilet simulator? Aye. Aye, of course. Why would you know? Uh, Have you played the most recent one, though? I've not played three. Uh, I've played two. played one and two. Uh, right. I didn't, I've not got three yet. Um, it's one of the games that I can't. I don't feel like I can play. I like see as soon as it comes out, I'm like, I'm not feeling it. I need to I need to be in the mood for a Hitman. Yeah. Um, I always like it in a low because it's a game. It's a game that when I get in it, I get invested in it, and I'm always right. trying the levels. Like it's a game always, of patience. Yep, exactly. And then it's always like, oh, what can I do next? Oh, maybe if I do this, or oh, maybe if I get that the next time, maybe if I, maybe if I get this guard and get his outfit, maybe I can sneak into that place the next time. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I, I didn't quite get quite invested, which I was surprised at because I thought maybe that was just a young thing. Because that's, I mean, like Hitman 2, like, I don't know how many times I've played Hitman 2, 
like the first Hitman 2s I'm talking about. <laughs> first aye, Hitman 2. Aye, not, uh, not the one that came out just uh, down before. Aye, yonks ago. Uh, I, must have played that. I must have played that for about 100 hours, that game. And it was about four levels or something. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Aye. And I'd have to say, with, with these, this Hitman and Hitman 2, I've done the exact same thing. It, it's, uh, it's a nice wee nostalgia. A wee nice wee nostalgia play, you know? It's like, oh, I, I kind of know what's what's happening in these games but if anybody's no play tap man it's you know you can literally kill your target in multiple ways there's like about 100 items in the game and at each level probably like to frying pans to scissors to guns to toilets to oh, everything anything you can imagine blown up speakers like it's just it's just a playground of death uh, being <laughs> a toilet shout out to uh, Rahul Hoop um, he's um, he's a, a toilet assassin over on the uh, on Twitch real loop underscore. He's uh, that's his famous way of taking out his targets. He'd lure them into the toilets. Um, toilet assassin. Toilet assassin. That's it. So yeah, so Hitman it came out. I, th- I think it was six. I think there's six um, episodes to it, or six areas if you like. Uh, they were all they were all good actually. Um, I've with the Paris the Paris one and. Can't remember what the early one's called. It's called like San something, San Pero or something like that. They were amazing levels, absolute like perfection, Hitman. Um, if I would say go, if I would say go and play them, they're they're perfection. I've heard three has got a level that's absolutely fantastic. So I actually can't wait to go to to play Hitman three. Um, I'm I'm looking forward to to you picking it up because I think it's one of the games that. Maybe if, if, you know, I'm speaking to somebody, I mean, I've watched Drill play a few of the levels and they're, they're absolutely stunning, you know, and some of the, the things that you can get up to. Um, I think I've watched one or two other people's kind of streams as well, and it is really interesting. So I think even, you know, hearing it for, for somebody who knows what I like about the Hitman games would maybe even interest me and in maybe picking, you know, one or two things up as well. So... Uh, absolutely. Yeah. I, hopefully, you can you can pick it up at some point. Yeah, I, th- I think Hitman Two didn't he, didn't he, didn't he hit me the same, but I think it's cause I I, I realised what to expect. You know, with Hitman, what when the new Hitman, I was like, ah, I don't know, I don't know, we'll see, we'll see. Then I picked it up and I was like, oh, this is like back to basics. Ah, this is great. But Hitman Two, I expected that, so I don't know. It just never hit me the same. Uh, Hitman Two, but I'm still, I'll definitely, I'll definitely play, uh, get Hitman Three, definitely, but. Oh, I think it's a matter of when, definitely. It's just oh, one definitely. of the things that's um, maybe a sale or something like that. I mean, it, it, I know that some people get maybe get a wee bit frustrated with people that are like, no, well, if you want to play the game, you know, get get the game. Or if, you know, but listen, it's not the, the world we live in. You know, you've got to yeah. pick and choose your games carefully. We don't have as much time to play games anymore. Yeah. So, you know, try Thank and you. Um, you just wait till you're ready. And can we just have a shout out for Agent 47? The original badass baldy man. That's that. I think Gary modeled it off it, by the way. <laughs> it's his next tattoo. <laughs> I'm getting that. The barcode, I'm getting that. That's not definitely. But, uh, but yeah, uh, Hitman, they're just fun killing games. And it's just, they're, they're, they're so fun. I, I would definitely tell anybody to pick it up just because you don't need to play it in stealth. If you, if you want to go in and have all the guns and shoot every single person in the map, that's doable. You know, it's just, I would always, I, anybody I would recommend Hitman to just at least give it a go. And that's my number nine. 
Love it, mate. Love what it. What about I'm, you, Mister Mac? I'm, 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 I'm. Do you know it's it's quite fun actually to hear these kind of things because again, that's just another one off the list for me. I, I just feel like even though I know myself that I've not included all these games that I think people would expect to be on these lists, mm-hmm. and and I've already said this two or maybe three times, but I very very intrigued to see what's on the rest <laughs> of your list. So. For me, we're getting even back further in time than the last game. Come back to the thousand and and fifteen is when I first actually played the game. Although technically didn't play the game on the uh, on the console until uh, until two thousand and seventeen. So colossal water might not mean too much. Paradox might not mean too much to Mister Garimir, but. He knows when I say city skylines exactly how much I played of that game yep. Yep. <laughs> to a ridiculous level, and I would send them screenshots and all these things, and he wouldn't know <laughs> what it was about, but he would just play along with me. So, city skylines is is definitely something that um, I parked a lot a lot of time into. Actually, probably through both the PC and and, and PlayStation, and I'm hundred percent if anybody has played both or has even played the PC version, they'll know that the PS4 version is or was pretty janky, like in comparison. It's just when I played the PC version, my PC at the time couldn't quite handle it. So you know if you're getting like mods and things like that and into the game, it just started becoming one of these those things where the game would start kind of um, freezing or flickering or something mm. so I think I mean, me and you don't really have much at all for, for PC gaming you know it's no, no offence to anybody that does but we just we don't really have a lot of time so when we come in at night you just want to switch on the console and you just know it works yeah. um, so with a city building game the way that you know City Skylines is I just wanted something that was going to work and some of the things that they've added through the DLC um, obviously there's there's you know, a good a good number of DLC packs for this game, and they don't always come out at the same time as um, the console and PC. But I think they started to do a lot better with that as the as the as the lifespan went on. Um, essentially, so obviously you start off with a very small area, and everything progression wise is tied to the population of the game. So as long as you set your level off properly, as long as you set you know everything. Um, as long as you zone everything properly first, you then start unlocking more things and more services and your city actually starts to look like a proper city. Um, but again, it's not a game for, for everybody. Um, just, you know, if, uh, in speaking to a few people though, I have turned them on, onto the game, especially people at work, when you're kind of talking about, like, always, you know, I used to watch that on a YouTube channel quite a lot at my lunch breaks. So I'd that's like when I'd maybe draw a lot of kind of inspiration from a conflict nerd and things like that. I'd be watching his videos and it would just make me want to go home and play this game. Um, so I'd go home and, and I'd try and replicate some of the stuff that, that they were doing, but they're using a lot of these PC mods that manipulate the way traffic goes and it just, I can do that. So eventually over time, when you start picking up different DLC packs, it lets you make small changes to the traffic and small changes to traffic lights, removing them and all these other things that makes your cities just feel a wee bit more lifelike. Um, so again, as much as my, my first game was the same and 
no, all my games are Switch or mind off games, but this was definitely <laughs> one of the games for me that I just liked the idea of coming in and right today I'm going to work on this, you know. So there's a DLC for industry, and it was right. I'm going to work on my industry for um, you know the, the forest industry today, and I'm going to you know develop this area, and this is the place that it's going to be for that, and. I'm going to do public transport and I'm going to make a new town centre and it just appeals to the planning side of me, like where yeah. I'm going to be like, right, okay, here's my entire map, I'm going to build this here and here and here. And it just, it just, I don't know, it just makes a lot more sense. You know, you get, you get landmarks as the game goes on and those kind of offer you certain perks for, to the game, you know, so that, you know, there's different things that will like remove the, any of the, the pollution that you've caused. But you have to build like six different landmarks, and to unlock them, you need a certain um, population to be able to actually unlock them. So it's just that playing the game, a lot more stuff. It's just a good, good, good loop for me, and uh, it's definitely one of those games that I feel like I would be remiss to to miss it off the off the. Does does it have uh, destruction and stuff like that? On it? Does it have like tornadoes or whatever or volcanoes or? Yeah, obviously, like that's that's a kind of that's a kind of Sim City um, yeah, yeah, thing that, and yeah. there is a there is a specific DLC pack that adds that in. It's no one that I wanted because man, if, if I had built something, uh, if I'd built something, <laughs> I can't build things anyway. <laughs> with yeah. it, people cracking up with me or stuff going on fire or stuff not working properly. Never mind, you know, a meteor coming in and destroying half the <laughs> half the place. So I just I never ever bought that one. It's not something that ever really uh, appealed to me. I like the campus DLC where you can, you know, you have your in university uh, or my, my kind of favourite one to be honest with you is the parks. I just like the idea that you cause when you unlock that you have things, you know, there's different types of parks. Um as boring as this sounds, you know, you've got theme parks and zoos and just regular parks that you can place and actually design the inside of, but you know, for different mm-hmm. paths and you add, you know, toilet blocks and all these stupid things. But for those kind of boring, mundane parks where you're just putting trees and whatever else, it becomes a feature for that yeah. area of that city. You know, if you zoom out, that's what I like today when I'm in, when I'm right in the roots of a, of a city and then you zoom out and you just see like how, lifelike it is and it's just this living breathing thing that yeah. you know if you if you take your eyes off it it's just it, you know it can crumble if you're not paying attention yeah. um, and then obviously you've got zoos and you have to make sure that you've left enough room for expansion because you know zoos are massive in the game eventually so I think it's just one of the things I really enjoy planning and then executing what I, what I had in my mind and just seeing yeah how it's going to come off. I have a lot of I can imagination for that, for that kind of thing to be able to kind of plan, right? I want to develop all of this coastal line stuff and that's where all my fanciest houses are going to be and I don't know, it's just, just yeah. silly things like that that just makes a difference. It's quite funny how like if my first two, two games have been like uh, action orientated and your two have been like planning and making stuff like, you know what I mean? They're different games but they're still but base building or city building, you know, it's quite funny how it goes. 
Now, now you're intriguing me with this list. I don't know. What... <laughs> no, it's going to be like Sims like, Three. No, <laughs> it's funny because like that's probably the, the the two like biggest outliners. I'd say there was maybe one more that you would maybe not really anticipate being on there, and then the rest of them are are some pretty big games. But um, I I think I think I'd maybe get you away. Not not the next one, maybe the next one, but definitely the. Um, the one above that, so I'm, I'm I'm interested to to get into them as well. So I'll, I'll not talk too much more about this because you know we're we're a fair bit in and we're only kind of number nine at the minute. So we'll just <laughs> I've just got <laughs> I'll cut this out so that we're not still going at three o'clock in the morning. But um, what did yeah. I say? I said this is either going to be a forty minute podcast or a three on forty minute podcast. I, I never corrected you on that because there was no chance it was going to be forty minutes. Uh, this is definitely a chunky podcast compared to the first one, but we're chunky not rushing. Boy. <laughs> we're definitely not rushing. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll take our time through the rest of the topics and things. It's just there's not really too much more to, to say on on City Skylines. I think it's definitely one of those um, marmite kind of games. You 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 love it or you don't. Um, not everybody's going yeah. to gel with that kind of game. It's, it speaks to the the peacefulness of um, of how games work. Sometimes with me, I, I don't even listen to podcasts when I play it. I just like to actually have you know and time and it's just this the sound and and you go in and you you kind of focus on on changing and, and making things. Um, I just like the progress of it. You know, having a I like taking pictures, screenshots of the game, and being able to look back and see things or you know visit. City, go into cities and, and specifically look at certain elements of these of these field places. I have set pieces in mind and I work towards them. Yeah. So that's that's yeah. that's the reason why that that's this game is is on the list for me. So roll it on. Number eight. <laughs> number eight for us. Um, so Gary, what is it? So my number eight is Assassin's Creed. Origins. Hey. Um, it was released on 27th October 2017 by Ubisoft. I'm just going to keep doing voices all the way through. Ah, obviously, aye. That's the game. Uh, so, Assassin's Creed Origins is, um, most people know as the one in Egypt. Uh, <laughs> Egypt is just, I think Assassin's Creed's with me is always like, I like this place, I don't like this place, I like this place. And Egypt was just that perfect place for me i was like i am so like intrigued by this and it's ancient egypt but no ancient ancient egypt um it was absolutely perfect for me uh, you play as bayek is siwa but that's so good i love him he's so cool um <laughs> the the thing i, I liked about this assassin uh, this assassin's creed this was i think this was one of the ones that kind of took a break they kind of like like we need to kind of get this a wee bit better now um, so they kind of copied like Dark Souls ish. It wasn't quite as hard as Dark Souls, but the combat was more like Dark Souls. So this was when they kind of brought in that kind of fighting, which I think actually just totally improved Assassin's Creed. I, I, I quite, I did quite like the Assassin's Creed when it was like woof, one hit to kill because it yeah. was a bit of realism about it. But actually, as a game, I think this combat actually makes Assassin's Creed better. I mean, it's I was an absolute beautiful game when it came out. Um, I know a lot of it's just like sand and stuff like that, but the temples and the pyramids and even even the sand, the sand was beautiful. It's just absolutely a stunning game to look at. Um, I had a lot of like tomb raiding and stuff like that as well that I really loved. I thought that was a, a really cool thing. Assassin's Creed always kind of had a wee bit of tomb raiding and stuff, 
but actually gone into like a pyramid and it had like booby traps and snakes and fire pits and stuff like that. It was great. It was just a great addition, especially Egypt, because that's that's what you're kind of expecting in a pyramid, aren't you? <laughs> Hi, that's that's the theme, isn't it? That's exactly you, they kind of leaned they leaned into it in all the yeah. right ways. Um, Aye, that's that's for sure. I, I think though, when I obviously I've not played as much. The Assassin's Creed games as as you have. In fact, it's really just Valhalla is my biggest, you know, toad that I put. I did I did play a wee bit of Origins, and um, I think you know I, I did enjoy it. I don't think the stealth was as good as um, some of the games or some of the other games that it feels like you know that they were on high alert, you know. But that was me comparing it to you know some of the other, other maybe some of the other yeah. games. Are, yeah, I think or, Origins. Funny enough, if Origins was the first one that they kind of were upgrading, so I think they did have a lot of like even problems with the stealth. I think they wanted to use a lot of the bow and arrow because that was a big oh a little bit of bow and arrow boom. You know, yeah. um, they wanted you to use that, but no, it's it's a great game. I absolutely love it. Um, it's a game that I I didn't expect to love, even though I liked Egypt. But I was like, ah, oh, I'm getting a bit bored of Assassin's Creed now. And then I played it and I was like, I am so in again. I'm back. I'm back, baby. <laughs> I am back. I am back. And this is much better than I even anticipated. Uh, I think good things about it is it still it had, a, it had ship-to-ship combat, which they, I think they always try to shoot in new Assassin's Creed because they're like, people like that in Black Flag, so we're just going to keep it in. And it was different, you know. It's, uh, it wasn't like cannonballs and stuff. You were fly, firing own arrows. Um, which was quite cool. Also, it had a lot of boss fights in it as well, which was a bit different for Assassin's Creed. There was like guy, was like guys and guys and like elephants and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it was that was really cool to have actual boss battles that were, were actually quite hard. Well, I thought they were hard anyway. Um, Assassin's Creed Origins was also kind of. I think it was more the first time that they kind of did like the hunting, like Far Cry has. Like they actually need to hunt your animals to get the pelts, to get parts of the animals to actually upgrade. Which was which was a nice addition, actually. I, I really like that in uh, Ubisoft games. Um, yeah, that, that's what speaks to me, and and like I said, the the Far Cry stuff. When you you know if you're looking for something to upgrade, it's just like well, if you want it, go and get it. You know you you have obviously some drawbacks on that where it's like well you know you shouldn't really have that that pouch but you know if you want to go into this area and try and get it you know you're more than you're more than welcome to but you know some other stuff that's in there might might kind of kick you kick you about the park so i i did i do enjoy that side side to the game as well that the upgrade um system yeah uh, they also the upgrades with the weapons. Some of the weapons in this game were fantastic. Like, like you had fire swords, uh, big fire, uh, what they called scimitars. Is that kind Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the big, the big curved sword and stuff like that. It was, it was just so fitting for the Egyptian, the Egyptian setting. Ubisoft. There's always places that I want Ubisoft to go, and it's always like, oh, well, I would I say Japan, but no, go to Tsushima So. I would say stay away from Japan. I would actually may probably like them to go to China, actually. Sure, and they yeah. like kind of these three kingdom stuff. I think that would be really cool if they did that. Um if, if Vikings would have been my other one, which obviously they've done now. Um but yeah, Assassin's Creed Origin is my number eight. Over to Mr. Mac. Mr. Mac. Um so for my number eight, 
2019. A wee bit more recent than uh, than some of the some of the ones that I've put at the hat so far. But published by Sony, developed by Kojima Productions. Death Stranded. <laughs> Death Stranding is my is my number eight. Now, obviously, it didn't sit well with uh, a lot of people. Death Stranding, it's it's Kojima. It's Kojima. That it's not to be honest with you is the best way of, of describing that game. You know, when I first picked the game up, um, I think I lasted, I don't know, five six hours. If that, Pro- probably not at that. Even that. And I messaged Gary, and I'm like, "This game's just nah. This game's not for me. You know, you're you're you know, it's, it's no spoilers. It's in the first hour. You're you're carrying your 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 dead mum about on your back, like you know, and she's all wrapped up in a, in tarpaulin. Like it's no, you, you what is this game? You know, but obviously the the whole idea is it's again speaking to the to the planner in me. You know, once you get past the original kind of opening area you know they give you missions and it's you know go to this area and um, and and bring them into the the whole idea obviously is, is to try and connect america again you know try and connect everybody up nobody's connected to this network so you're effectively a glorified postman um you know doing tasks for, for people delivering stuff to people so that they can they'll agree to be connected to the network and then you can you know, everybody's kind of sharing information and stuff across the um, across America, or whatever. But it's it's no it's not about the missions. It's not about the story. The story's wild, absolutely crazy. But for me, it's getting a mission and looking at the map and looking where I'm supposed to go and plotting. It gives you the option to plot actually like numbers. Like put numbers in the order and the in the route that you want to take. So it's quite a good detailed map in that it shows you where the rivers are, it shows you where any elevated areas are, and you're able to kind of go, right, okay, so I know that I'm gonna to have to cross this ravine here, I'm gonna to have to go up this mountain. So I better make sure I take a ladder with me, you know, getting your gear ready, getting everything sorted, deciding whether you want to try and take a vehicle with you. Because obviously there's a a certain element of the game where it's rebuilding the roads and when I first looked at that I thought I'm not building no roads man I, I just want to finish <laughs> I just want to play the story and just finish the game like that was it but when you get a segment of road built because it's it's quite a long stretch for each of the bits that you actually build but when you get like a, a segment of that road built and you realise just how quickly you can move across the map on these roads because they, they're charging your vehicles like everything's effectively an electric vehicle for want of a better term and if you go off the road you need to build charging stations along the way to help you be able to get to the next place and then um, what i like to do was i like because i, I use the vehicles quite a lot i would take side missions as well as the main mission and i would just load the vehicle up as much as i could and just knock the two for one so mm. I like that that kind of multitasking side of the game yeah. for me. And when you're on the roads, there's like kind of music that kicks in. I did want to give a, a quick nod to the the band that features quite heavily in the Kojima game, uh, the, this game by Kojima. Um, the band's called Low Roar, but they're from Iceland. 
And actually, just once I finished the game, I started listening to the album, even just because I just I really enjoy the music. It brings back a lot of kind of feelings and memories for the, from the game. I don't go into the story too much, but mm-hmm. um, you know, one of them in particular does does kind of um, pull in the heartstrings a wee bit and, and speaks, um, you know, to, to stuff that's we've we've went through kind of. As a personal point of view, so it's just one of those games that, on the surface, just looks absolutely crazy. Yeah, but when you get into it, it's just a great, great game that, again, Marmite, it's not going to be for everybody. It's a strange, strange thing. It's a big, big game, so I don't think I'll replay it as much as mm-hmm. that's a good tell for me. Whereas, like, do you, do you think you'll replay it? Like, I don't think I would personally. Yeah. But I did enjoy the full game, and uh, yeah. I'm quite happy. Obviously, it's in, it's been in the news this week that there's the um, I think there's rumours they've kind of started on the second one. I don't know oh. how true that is, um, but there is kind of rumours this week for that. So I'd be really interested in that just to try and um, see how much more of the game what they can tweak. You know, and yeah. maybe some maybe somewhere down the line if they don't. I would go back to the to the game just to see the I know they've put some things in the director's edition um, that would kind of change things up a wee bit and there's a few things that I, I never ever got to kind of work on when I was playing the game so just for uh, trying to move on to the next game but that's definitely one of the games for me that on the surface when I first started looking at it I thought never am I ever going to finish this game and it just clicked but again it's not for everybody so a favourite game of mine but not something that I could realistically recommend to anybody yeah, yeah. it's funny because that's all you hear anybody say isn't it like everybody that loves it always goes oh you know you really need to get past the first five hours and I definitely could recommend it to you but it's a, I love it <laughs> it's I like that's, a, that's such a anti-climax review <laughs> it's weird um, it's such a weird thing because i don't even know what the major selling point it is because like, you kind of mm. say it's the story like i mean the story's okay it's there's a few obviously heavy hitting actors and stuff like that in there but you know even the the actress um that kind of plays the um like one of the, the kind of people that helps you i don't i, I know the, the names um I know this says it um, fragile, but I'm not fragile. Like it's that kind of name, that fragile name is the is the other character. And when I first kind of met them, I was like, I don't get this. I don't understand mm. who this person is. But the more you learn about them, and the more you, you actually they grow a fondness to them. That mm. I'm like, I want to know more about you. I want to do. I might, you know see more of this story and how this goes um so it's it's strange but like i said story took a major major backseat for me i think um it's really just i just liked the the planning again the planning side of get my wee vehicle putting all the different stuff in it trying to see if there's you know different side missions just try to see if i can get to the to the other you know part of the world with it any any issues or, or bumping into any enemies or anything like that so it's a strange one for me 
because you rely on other people as well because they other people like mark different things on the map to say this area has um you know there's an enemy base here or there's rain here because obviously i didn't obviously go too much into the game but if there's areas where it's raining there's there's um that's where it can kind of go into like a a death stranding type thing where everything goes kind of black and you're getting you know whether in a vehicle or no you're getting put into the ground kind of thing as much as i don't really can't even explain what that's supposed to be but it's just (laughs) it's just one of the games it's it's a crazy crazy game and it looks really really good um just uh, sometimes you just wonder how kojima sleeps at night with all that shite in his head honestly i don't understand (laughs) it i really really don't he's 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 an absolute wonder but uh uh, good good luck to him because i his therapist must get a, a fair uh, a fair fortune <laughs> out for sure. Make a mint. <laughs> so uh, uh, that's all for me on that one. Number seven. Seven already. What we got, right? We have Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Released on September the 7th, 2018 by Insomniac. Oh, Sony. Slash Sony. Aye, very good off. So, I mean, I don't know anybody that's not played Spider-Man, but Spider-Man, what can you say about it? Probably one of the best hero games ever. I would say it's right up there with Bat- Batman Arkham Asylum. I don't know if one's better than the other. They're just a bit too different, but it's definitely up there. Yeah, definitely. I, I kept, actually, that's probably one of the things I kept playing or trying to play Spider-Man to start with like Batman, like when you're yep. on the ground and stuff, like I, you, know, you kind of, hold on a minute here, I'm missing the key element that I can actually get up and get airborne, that was probably one of the Yeah, the do you know what's funny? I did, I did the exact same thing and I, I think I texted you and I was like I just, I'm not getting this combat, this combat just isn't for me, it's like trying to be Batman but no Batman, and then I think I was on like Sony's um, Facebook page or something like that and he actually had a video and it was somebody from Insomniac like you don't play this game like Batman. You play it like Spider-Man. And I'm like, oh, wait a minute here. <laughs> and then next time I turned it on, I'm jumping about, swinging my webs, shooting my webs, and I'm like, ah, oh, this there is how you, you play go. this game. It just, just clicked, just like that. Um, but Spider-Man, Spider-Man's an absolutely fantastic game. Absolutely beautiful. Insomniac knocked out of the park. I mean, New York just looks so good on this game. The buildings oh. are absolute perfection unbelievable isn't it for a game i mean how many spider-man games has everybody played in their life hundreds you know and this how somehow they just absolutely smashed this one right out of the park and it's better than every other spider-man game ever i'm even saying that about the playstation one spider-man game i know there's gonna be some haters <laughs> i like that game as well but there's gonna be some haters about this um spider-man it, the combat when you get used to it <laughs> is good um, it's a game that you actually feel like Spider-Man. I think yeah. a lot of hero, a lot of hero games like ba- Batman was good at it as well. But a lot of hero games in the old days kind of missed out on that. You just were kind of playing it, and it was a button mashing, and you're the character, but you are only really the character. Spider-Man, you fit. You are Spider-Man. Ah, it's very deliberate game. in its style. Yeah, the definitely. Spider-Man games. The the gadgets, uh, even like when it starts to the stealth. Um, I was like, oh, this, this is ripping the right out of Batman, but you know, actually the stealth just makes so much sense in a, a Spider-Man game as well. 
because yeah. um, the way he does it, like he uses wee webs and he sticks people to the wall and stuff like that. Yeah. It just works so well. Um, it's slow. It's slow. It's like a, it's why it works. I think is because you're so you're so fast paced, like the traversal in the game, and the, obviously, and and then the um, you know the combat and the different kind of base things, whatever, and then all of a sudden you're doing this stealth level where you're maybe inside a, a building and you're trying to break you know break the the, the area down so you're like well if i take this guy out and then i take him out and you know you're you're being very deliberate and slow with that i think that's yeah, why it, yeah. it's so much yeah it's such a contrast isn't it definitely nah, definitely um i think the bad guys are great in this i think it's i, I don't i know it's not a review but i think we can't know talk about like game um, doc Ock. like i, I can't really talk i'm not going to go into spoiler territory nah, but, yeah. but his his arc in this full game is just so good um, you actually care for that character. Yeah. The, there's, there's a few here, uh, villains in this, but that one in particular is the one that's just like, he is like the main villain in my eyes of this game. Um, and his arc is just so good, but tragic at the same time. Yeah, yeah. And it's the one that I felt the most. Um, as as you're supposed to be playing as Peter, I think that's the one he feels the mm. most as well. Um, I think in this game, I absolutely respect your time. I think I've written, I know there's a wee bit of like collect-a-thon, but I never felt like it was, it's not like, I remember like the old Assassin's Creed games, it was like collect like 7,000 feathers, you know, <laughs> um, and this it was just like collect some backpacks or some extra stuff, but you were always kind of near stuff, you were never like too far away from it, mm-hmm. um, the, plat- the platinum again is just absolutely perfect as well, it's just literally just just do everything in this game and see if you do everything while you're doing through the missions, you're just doing everything at the same time. It just I finished this game and I think I only had like two or three things to do after uh, the story. Very, like, very basic in that sense, wasn't it? Yeah. It was basic and I definitely respected your time. That's that's the best way to describe it. It wasn't there's no extra fluff, there was no extra I'm just gonna put this here just to extend it for another ten hours. Um it was great. Um I think also the Spider Man suits uh, I mean, you ask what you want in a Spider-Man game, you want to be dressing up as all different Spider-Men. Um, also, I thought it was really cool every time you got a suit, it came with an additional power. Yeah. So, like, uh, you, got, like the Iron, you got the Iron Man suit and it came with the, the big Iron Man, like, mm-hmm. um, I don't know what you call him, legs. Big like Iron legs, Man eh? spider legs. Eh? Um, and all, all different powers, all different, uh, all different suits had all different powers and stuff, and you could mix and match them as well. Yeah. Which which was great, uh, but yeah, Spider Man, Spider Man's uh, definitely uh, has to be in a top ten for me. Um, people are probably saying like Miles Morales, but I actually played that on PS Five, so that's why that probably would have beat this Spider Man. But um, yeah, that I played that on PS Five, so that's why it's not on my list. I get uh, it. I get it. Yeah. So, Master Mac, your number seven. Number seven again, I think this is probably the last um surprising one, as I said, that, that will be on on the list and, and probably make half of the you know, five people that listen to this turn off. <laughs> when uh, sorry, I'm laughing because I just because he was just taking a drink on the camera that I seen him and he said just about to spat the whole thing over the table. But <laughs> right, um so but once the once the rest of these have, have remained after I've, I've said this I'll explain to you just exactly why the game that came out in 2015 
Lego Tell Dimensions it. is the game that I'm going to put on this list. <laughs> <laughs> and here's Jeez. why, right? Here's why. Now, obviously, I would wish that, that the game, you know, went on longer than it did, or that, you know, there was another variation to this game. Or, but I don't think under any other circumstances would this game have worked for me or I don't think anybody else would have really or, or me now would have really clicked with this kind of game because you had to get so many different packs and things like that but at the time when I was playing these games you know you'd kind of money to burn and you know I think I was kind of writing at the time as well when it kind of got to the point where I was playing it the most so you had a wee bit of kind of spare cash and, and that was what you we were kind of spending on some of these packs, some of these level packs that we were um, that you're buying, so obviously if, if you've not played Lego Dimensions essentially it's you have a, a, a kind of portal and the whole point of the the whole episode or the whole, the whole game if you sorry if you want to call it that is you're um, you kind of starting characters which was kind of strange, you had Batman um Gandalf, so it's all the Lego variations of these characters, and Wildstyle from the uh, the Lego movie, and is awesome. correct. And obviously, the the whole idea is that you're in the you know multiple universes, you know, from the Simpsons, from Simpsons to Portal to Doctor Who, like the possibilities were endless. And I had all of them, you know, Jurassic Park, everything, and I I really really enjoyed it. You know, Ghostbusters a whole lot. I had all of them, all the packs that I had. I didn't buy all the, all of the character packs. I just kind of tried to buy some of the level packs where, you know, you had certain people that could do stuff so that when I was playing through the open world areas, when I was, you know, chasing the, the bricks to get the platinum trophy, I had, um, you know, anybody that could do anything. Um, and obviously you get the vehicles and, and all these other things and different variants of the vehicles. But basically, you know, me and and, um, and the missies, we played this quite a lot on the on the co-op side of things. We'd go into each of the levels and we would just be trying to get all the different all the different bricks. And it was just one of those collective fun games that we clicked on. We enjoyed just sitting down and you're just kind of playing together and you're, you're going different characters and you know changing it up it, it was brilliant you know just that time that we had with them um i think obviously once i got the platinum trophy a bit like yourself i kind of get you know that that kind of platinum well i've got the platinum so why am i why am i kind of still playing this game type thing yeah. so yeah. i didn't really play it anymore but anybody that's got kids of that i always try and kind of recommend the game if they're into kind of lego or anything like that because obviously when you plug in a new character the instruction manual appears on the screen and you're building lego so you're combining this lego video game with actually building lego yeah. it was just something that was so unique and i would do, I, honestly i do wish there was more packs i don't think you could modernize it now i, I don't think you know with a, a, a complete kind of reboot that you could do that but for me, it's it was just, it was one of my favorite games of the PS4. I put a lot of hours into that, and it's just really because of the the time that you know me and the missus spent playing it. So yeah. shout out to uh, shout out to Mrs. Mac because she kept that going. 
It was me and you who got the platinum. I remember. I remember you got the platinum at the end. I didn't get the platinum, obviously. You got the platinum, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I remember. Remember me and you were in your house and we were just grinding out that last. Uh, I don't know what it was. Maybe collecting bricks or something like that for to just get that platinum. Uh, you know, it was an absolute fantastic idea for that. Uh, it's a shame it just never, just never seemed to take off, did it? It just, no. they just kept bringing out packs, and it was like I don't know anybody that's actually buying this apart from Sean. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was going to say, like, I mean, even like the like, game, you started going from the more um, popular stuff to like Ninjago and stuff like that. So yeah, I was yeah. kind of aiming at like a younger demographic. Although I, I did buy that pack as well because it was a full. Um, a full level pack, so yeah, just yeah. one of the things that I think think it was a gift to me more than anything else. So when other people kind of seen the gifts or the different stuff, because you would you get a level and you would get a world as well that you could you could explore. And um, I, me and me and the missus really enjoyed them, and she she then went on to play, you know, the Lego Movie games and get the platinum yes. trophies in them. So I think it kind of awoke something. Uh, and the kind of two years in terms of games yeah. that were that were playing together. So uh, that's that's my number seven. It's not something that people um, would probably see coming, or would maybe even you know respect on a normal podcast. But <laughs> for me, uh, it's just it's just one of the games that I couldn't even put it on the list. Yeah. Um, it was as soon as I I kind of thought about the list, I thought, well, that's definitely got a place in it, and it, it did knock off a few big big hitting games but when you look back at a, a generation it's really difficult to take a snapshot of when you enjoyed playing the playstation most yeah, you know unless yeah. you're reviewing these games and even then you know you'd have to have like a, a you know some sort of sheet on notes to know how you felt at that time but on reflection that nostalgic vibe that we speak about it definitely yep. kind of tickles that bone for me yeah. Do you actually do you have still have them? Yeah, yeah I do. I, I, was say, I, I, no, I still have my Ninjangos. I still have the full pack, the full box, and um, I'm not trying to offload it to anybody, but I do. I do try and offer it to to people that are semi-interested. Do you, do you know what I was going to say? I would absolutely look so awesome if you could <laughs> awesome uh, if you could actually get like as a like frame all the characters. Do you know awesome. what? That's actually quite a good idea. Maybe I maybe start looking into that. I was thinking, I did offer it to somebody in my in my work, but I don't think he's um, his kid would be too. He wasn't. He wasn't sure if his boy would like it. Yeah. Um. So he wasn't. He wasn't too fast. It was, and I was mainly just. I really want somebody else to get a benefit of it, yeah. but I don't think. I think it's past now, and obviously we have moved yeah. on to the PS Five. I don't even know if the thing works for the. If you plug it into the PS5, yeah, I, don't, I don't think I don't, it would work. So it'd be pretty awesome so if you could things. get like see see like it was that big arc thing. It'd be cool if you could get like the big arc in the middle, like all the characters like all the way around it. That'd be pretty awesome. I think. Yeah. It'd be, it'd be a nice nice wee thing for your house to be like, oh, this is what me and Jillian a game that we bonded over and they're kind of early living together years as well. They quite Aye. nice to get something like that. I definitely. Sean's like, shut up. Stop giving jelly ideas. <laughs> no, because I, I like the idea, but she would be telling you to shut up because there's no danger that's going to happen. <laughs> She'll no, come I in think... the water and I'll be like, look, I'm playing with my Legos. <laughs> I think I think that's really good. See, the list, like, they're so different. But I think what you said there is it's games that, it's, it's 
it's mean stuff to us, you know. All of these games are like it's the same. It's all like, oh, I love this, I love this, and I love this, which is exactly why this bust is so kind of out there and maybe got games that you're like, I right, how's that in a top ten list? But no, it's, uh, it's quite good. It's good. Absolutely, I don't think I'll I'll uh, I'll break the mold with any other games to be honest with you as we especially yeah. now that we're getting closer to the yeah. um you know the the the, the remainder of the, of the games but i think for this first half i was maybe a wee bit more you know lenient and what was making it you know i i, I did i kind of list my for anybody that's interested for the, the full process that i'd done i'd i got every game that i'd pinged the trophy on ps profiles and put it into a list and then kind of ticked all the ones that I thought you you have a you're potentially in, uh, so that it, it narrowed it down to maybe I don't know twenty thirty games, and then I narrowed it further down again. But yeah. you know, there's some there's some big we'll, we'll speak about it after. But there's some big games in there that did didn't make the list purely because of games like this, and as surely that nostalgia factor because of how yeah. powerful um, nostalgia does play a role in the, in our memories. So yeah, aye, number uh, number seven. Yeah. The, can can I just say before we does. start number seven, there, there's fireworks going off on uh, my end, just in case anybody's like, where the hell's that banging? Uh, so <laughs> there might be fireworks going off all night, I don't know. It's Glasgow, um, fireworks just go off randomly for some reason. <laughs> and I can't really explain it much more than that. <laughs> We're in the middle of May and then fireworks are going off, that's just, that's just life. <laughs> they're, not, they're not picking up on, I can't hear them anyway. So we should we should be all right, but just if, yeah, if they day, <laughs> if they are coming up, then I absolutely and I should mention it's we're both um kind of having a wee drink during this one because it is a bit of a, a chill episode. So if if you hear any kind of pourings and slurpings, uh, we oh, can only apologise, but uh, <laughs> we're just trying to kind of you know relax and enjoy this second episode of ours. Um, because it is, you know, a, a, a very much a light-hearted, you know, conversation or, or that that we're having this week, as opposed to you know some of the ones that are are kind of coming up or, or discussions that we, it's not really something that we need to concentrate yeah. on as much. Yeah, it's really just definitely. this is what we've looked into this game about to remind ourselves, and this is what we think. So on to the uh, on to the next one. Number six. Six. It is nearly halfway through, so tell me, mate, what we got? My number six is Ghost of Tsushima. Wait, so is mine? <laughs> Boom! <laughs> Perfect. That's crazy. I thought yours was going to be higher up on the list. Oh, that's mad. So, uh, our release date was uh, 17th of July 2020, and it was by Sucker Punch slash Sony. So, Ghost of Tsushima takes place on Tsushima, the island of Tsushima, and the first word I wrote down is, this game is just a beautiful chaos. Aye, that's a good uh, a good, term, actually, a good terminology to, to start off. This game is probably the most beautiful, probably still to date, is probably one of the most beautiful games I've ever seen. It's the the use of color, the use of colors, the the flowers, the trees, the weather. Everything in this game is just absolute perfection for your eyes. <laughs> it's just pure eye candy. I I think uh, when you obviously mentioned the the idea, uh, it's is a beautiful game. 
I again the second thing I dropped down I, I dropped it getting a lot more that she came stuff like that, but I did write down the word innovative innovative sorry, if that's the best can the best attempt at saying that word they're ever gonna get out of me. <laughs> but the reason that I, I, I kinda chose that word is is the specifically for the for the wayfinder. Like I was so nervous about the idea that oh by the way it's the direction of the wind and I remember messaging Gary or being on a thingy with Gary or watching the video with Gary and going what do they mean it's the direction of the wind I just want a marker and that's what you're trying today is I want the marker it's the safety blanket you know the GPS in, in Grand Theft Auto I want yep. this thing that's going to hold my hand and I go up to that road and I turn right and I go down that road that's just what I wanted but Never have I ever found, and I don't think you could apply it to other games, but never have I found something so, um, you know, ingenious as yeah. that, as the way that you could do it, because it drove you across fields that you probably would never have crossed, you know, yeah. parts of the map that you probably never would have visited because you because you you would be looking for roads and paths and different stuff to, to be able to do it, and you never really did that. You just literally stuck to the, the, the wind on your back, if you like. Uh, yeah, that's funny because my, my second bit here was when directing you just feels totally organic. That's okay, what I wrote. Exactly. I, it's, it's, it's something that I thought was going to be a big, big hindrance was the idea of I'm going to, I really don't want to, you know, try and struggle and find my way across this map. But it was something other than, you know, there's obviously a, a few other things that that stood out a wee bit more but I'd say that was probably one of the biggest things getting into the game that I was like I don't really know about this and I couldn't have been more wrong yeah yeah I think uh, just for people who have not played this game or whatever I think uh, we should say that Ghost of Tsushima is a game about uh, a defeated samurai basically who has to has to toe the line between honour and disgrace to try to fight for survival um, I think the gameplay's got some of the best swordplay game, uh, it's swordplay that I've ever I've ever experienced in a game. Um, I I thought during that when you start getting stances, I was like, I'm not into this. Like, I don't like this. I was the same. I was the same. I was like, why are you adding something that's so complicated? Just let me press the square button or triangle, and let me just dodge. But I've wrote here like difficult to learn, easy to master. That was probably the best kind of term that I could maybe give or pay to, yeah, the, to the game because your stances like when you see like it's quite it's it's cute in the way it does it like obviously it shows you like right here's a stance and if it's a shield guy coming towards you and you're you're like okay is it on here's one if you know you have this and this guy or a guy with a pike or a guy you know a big a heavier guy and you're like i don't want to do this but it, it's very very deliberate and the makeup of who they're giving you at what any given time so you know that right okay i'm going to go and take this guy out first because he's going to really come at me and he's going to be able to get me for distance so i'm just going to go and straight just just go right for this guy shield better i'm just going to go straight to this guy it's the stances actually the way they've done it and, and sub divided things it it's actually really really like again as you say organic in the way that it just comes natural to you once you're once you're playing it it's just it's just another button to press yeah definitely i think every time you get a new stance you're like oh no another one 
and then you use it for the first time, you're like, oh, I'm never going to get this, and oh, how am I going to add this to the rest of them, and they're giving me too much to use, and then see by the end, you're just flipping through these stances, and they're probably about 15 guys, and you're just fluidly killing everybody, and no, you'll no miss a shot, and you're just deflecting everything, and it's just it's so beautiful at the end, because you, you, what you said, you master it, you master it by towards the end, and yep. You're just killing people left, right, and center, and it's absolutely just amazing. Actually, amazing combat when you do learn it. Yeah, um, def- definitely. I think like between the stances and and the other kind of side, there. Obviously, I, I really enjoyed. I probably the game the same way you did, where you you go to a base and you take it as stealth and try and take it as much people as you as you could and whatever else. Because that, that's just how we we play the the kind of games. So you, you know, yeah. you try and approach them the same way and because you you can you can get overwhelmed quite quickly in that game but when you get near the end and you're you know you're you're a badass um rogue samurai if you want to call it that without gaining it in too much away those standoffs that you get and mm-hmm. when you increase those streaks you never felt anything more you know like some of these great um you know bruce lee you know all those kind of things like set pieces those great films where it's just how is this even happening it's time is is literally standing still for me right now it's just perfect um the whole idea of walking up to somebody and it's just you versus them and then all of a sudden you can then add another person add another person another person before you know it it's you walking up against five people and you just if your guy has a swagger, mate, it, you know, you would be <laughs> literally sh- shaking side to side as you walked up to these guys because you're like, and we, you don't even know what you're in for right now because I am just going to run riot. Yeah. Could you say the enemies are absolutely smashing in this game as well? See the Mongols? They're, they're just such good enemies. Like, I don't know what it is about it. It's just this invading force. Just invading this peaceful island, they just make such good enemies. Um, especially the the main guy, can't remember his name. Something can, absolutely, he's so good. Uh, whoever that actor is deserves a pay rise because uh, I was like, he is the most evil man on this planet. <laughs> oh, hundred uh, percent. He keeps coming back. You're like, oh my uh, god, man. Keeps coming back and kicking your ass every time. You're like, all right, how am I going to defeat you? You big bugger. Um. I think also in this game, like I think the side characters and side quests, I I, I think it's hard not to talk about. Like you, oh, you I wrote that to as well. Them. Side quest to... galore is the actual like thing I wrote down because yeah. it's just they were perfect. I think we with this game it is really good to kind of show you the horrors horrors of war as well, which is a for a game that's I think that's quite a deep thing to show you because it's not just like, oh, here's a war, but it's, it's all right, people are dead, but you're not really bothered. It's like, mm-hmm. you will go into a village and that village will be absolutely massacred. Yeah, it'll put, it puts faces to it. Like, the whole idea, of, it's, it's like all these disaster games and these games that you play are, you know, taking it even back to, like, see your Spider-Mans and stuff. Like, you, you don't know when you're destroying certain things or destroying cars, like, you don't know the people that that impacts, but I think Ghost did a really good job of showing you um, the the people behind the scenes. These these villages, as you say, that have been ransacked, and the, and they just want peace. They just they don't want 
any hassle. They don't want you doing anything. They don't, you know, believe in the way that you know you're doing things or whatever. But eventually, obviously, they see the path that you're trying to to forge. And I think, if I'm honest with you, you know, some of the side quests were were even more capturing than what the the main quest was. Ah, uh, definitely, definitely. And I think they, I think they did that. Uh, they meant to do that because the story's kind of like it's an overarching story, isn't it? Aye. With everything else in the middle. Um, it's just such a good game, and you know, I just always I've actually not played the DLC, which I definitely should. But I've also got that platinum syndrome where I platinum the game, so I feel like it's be hard to go back. Yeah, I felt um, that as well with that game. That that was the biggest issue with me, and obviously, me and you um, played the online mode as well that that so i feel mm-hmm. like that was kind of a revisit to the game um because we didn't play it obviously it wasn't i think it was available when we played it because it was later that they released legends um yeah. but when we decided to to pick that up we obviously played it on stream a few times and as much as i, I enjoyed it wasn't the story mode but i enjoyed the levels that we were that we were playing through but I think the, I want to call it a horde mode, I don't remember what it is, but the mode where you obviously try to defend the four bases and, and that they're coming in in different batches to you, yeah. you, you try to kind of level up yeah. and, and do different things, that was probably some of the best, you know, gameplay that we've ever, I've ever experienced with you on stream because it just, it, we were just, it was just clicking, it was really really good and there was you know people coming in and and talking to us about the game and you're able to go this is the kind of this is the kind of thing that you can do if you're playing with other people and i had no interest that that game is really gripping and deliberate and i thought how is this going to translate to an online version of the game and i think it did that yeah no definitely i think that shows how strong the combat is uh to, to just make even multiplayer great i mean i even we, we were getting random people playing with us and we were, I was always like, oh no, here we go, random people we can't talk to. But everybody who plays that game, obviously the combat is so good that it just clicks with everybody. Because we yep. never, I don't think we ever had a player that was always down or anything like that. We always were up, we were always all fighting, we were always all helping each other. It was just, it's such, it's so good. I, I you know, I, I know it's hard mode, hard, hard modes and waves and stuff like that. I, I don't know what I want for the multiplayer, but I just want a bit more. And I'm scared to say that I want the game to be like a two-player game. No, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I don't know if I want that or no. <laughs> I get that. I, I just feel like when we played it, that was the most fun that we had. Like, I think just the way that you, we always had, I did enjoy the, the levels that were there, but I think that, that that I just, I don't know, I feel like that belonged more in the single player because that's what we were used to you know we put a lot of hours into that to get that trophy to get that platinum trophy so you're kind of used to taking on a base yourself or taking on a an area yourself but when we started started playing it as a as a two-player game it does handicap you a little because it doesn't give you everything that you had in the base yeah. game because it's, it's trying to be more deliberate in the classes and subclasses that you're doing so i think it was just one of the games that I felt like you could get away with that more when you're doing the wave modes. Um, and it was just something that you felt more kind of badass when you're doing that because there was just so much going on. And as you say, you're clicking with people 
like we have that we have few we have few different games where you run into a randomer and it just doesn't click but especially somebody that you can't even hear yeah which is really really good it's 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 just a really fond memory that i've got is of us playing that on stream i think that's probably why i made the list to be honest with you because um i couldn't know i couldn't include it I, I loved the base game as well obviously but just the the two player element yeah, yeah, as well was was really something else I, I actually really wish that we had you know played that when um you know one of our friends ryan he eventually picked the game up and i think it would be really good to get more than just me and you playing it at yeah. one time having yeah. more than just us with the would they really seal the deal and it would have let you um try some of the other characters and in some of the other setups probably more than the one that you'd have done trying to make sure that you're playing at your best and you can usually slack off a wee bit if you're playing with a couple of friends you don't need to worry about people getting annoyed or anything like that yeah i think i think also i've just got a few other wee things i've wrote down here uh, i think uh the wee, the wee kind of side stuff that you do, the wee mini games, I, I just thought they were so good in this game. Like the the writing the haikus, ah, uh, c- cutting the bamboo, and like chasing the, the wee fox. It just, everything just melded so well in this world that it didn't feel like, ah. didn't feel like you were getting torn away to go and do this stupid wee mini game. Everything just fitted so well. Ah, it just always too, felt rewarding. It? Yeah, it was right. exactly that's exactly see the haikus like you you couldn't go wrong with the haikus like it just you know, it just gave you some words and you had to make right. a wee haiku but it was always nice to make wee poems up and then you right. then he sees it back to you and you're like ah that's good that's quite good right. I like that then you got a headband or something like that ah it was, it was quite strange that that I actually forgot about um the other ones I I wrote a note about the the foxes and stuff I, to be honest I I went the kind of negative route a wee bit where it was I felt like. In terms of the platinum, you had to go and collect all the the other foxes and stuff. It was just, it was a lot of other things to do when you'd already done a lot of the unlocking of the map because you had yeah. to, you had to, um, you know, when, when we did the first area, um, you, we literally walked around the entire bit and unlocked it all. I can't remember. I think you had to um, capture certain things or do certain stuff to unlock the map or remove the fogger. The fog of war, yeah, but you I didn't have actually what it was. Few, few, have like full sight. I think you needed to capture all the bases, and then mm. that would release it. I'm not entirely sure, but mm-hmm. um, on the first element, it was really just that kind of grid-based stuff where you're going back and forward, and you're just getting every absolutely everything. And I, I did enjoy the the wee mini games. A lot of them were just kind of therapeutic. It did obviously you can you can kind of criticize a wee bit where you're like you're chasing these foxes and cutting this bamboo and and then um, something major's happening uh you know across the other side of the map you know what I mean? but it's still <laughs> still really good and everybody needs a bath mate do you know what i mean that was uh, oh, that's it. that was all everybody right. everybody needs a bit of downtime don't they Aye, definitely, definitely. So, do you have any other ones? Because I don't have too much more to add on. on uh, uh, just, those. just two, two wee things. Um, yep. I think the closing the masks and stuff like that. I think it's oh, some, some of the best. Like your guy always looks kick ass. Like aye. constantly, doesn't matter what you're wearing. You could just be wearing a pure, like done in, straw hat, but somehow your wee guy just looks amazing. Hi, <laughs> it's a combinations. Uh, also, the last thing was the name in your horse right at the start. Mm, I thought that yeah. was such a nice touch. 
Yeah. Because uh, it, and I'm not doing spoilers, but yep. you, you just uh, you that, that's familiar familiarity with your right, it's the bond, isn't it? It's the bond. Having a name. Strike. Yep, exactly. And your wee guy's always saying. So mine was, I think it was no, Nobu. I think I didn't look it up, but I just thought I thought it was Nobu. And every time he jumps up, oh, good girl, Nobu, or you know, that was that constantly. And I was like, oh, this is it's just it's just like Roach and Witcher. It just gives you that. Constantly saying the name, constantly like, oh, this is mine. This is my right. thing. I mean, him's got a bond. I mean, her's got a bond. It's just uh, that was that was also something else uh, to have a, a noble steed. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's that's about it. that's about for Ghost of Tsushima for me. Awesome. Up next, then. that was that was fantastic. If he said the same number six, it was so good. I never really anticipated <laughs> let's, that. that would let's happen. hope the rest of it goes. The same. I know, I know. I, I think it, it, I mean, it could happen. I know that we'll have similar games for the for the rest of them, but um, I think knowing, uh, like in particular, knowing what, what my number four is, I think you'd maybe have it a wee bit higher. But um, aye, that's it's it's a good uh, kind of flow a, a conversation but I think for the rest of them we probably both have the games so yeah, it's maybe just a case that we, we did the same again but say that it's only a list but nowhere yeah, uh, yeah. that that kind yeah. of thing but anyway what's um, what's next number five halfway there let's uh, let's hear it mate number five so number five is Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order Jedi Fallen Order Jedi Jedi Fallen Order I've got that I don't have Jedi Fallen Order but I do have Fallen Order on uh, this map. is a sequel uh, <laughs> <laughs> so Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order came out on 15th of November 2019 by EA Respawn mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so I think Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order is probably one of the best Star Wars games out there. Absolutely. I think you could th- say it definitely is. I think, uh, well, don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> I just think that the ga- the gameplay in itself is just one of those things like, you know, I- I've wrote in here um, Dark Souls-esque. Like, it was just yeah. that it was very deliberate in how it wanted you to play the game. You know, and you... You had you had the Dark Souls element of the of the combat, but you had the exploration of you know, the like say an Uncharted game, where you know you're you're going from area to area, and it's just one of those things where you're in a certain you're in a certain zone, you know, covered in enemies, or you're in a certain zone where like one enemy, like, you always have to have your wits about you. Yeah, no, de- definitely. Um, it's. I thought, I thought, you know, when I first started playing it, I was like, oh, I'm no Dark Souls. This is a wee bit more Dark Souls than I would say Assassin's Creed was. Yeah. Assassin's Creed wasn't as hard as this. I felt like when you first started this game, I really struggled at the beginning. But it's definitely intentional. Because the longer you go on, the longer you get upgrades, the longer you just get more stuff to do with your lightsaber and your force powers, you actually start to, like, boss or the characters that maybe were giving you a wee bit of jip at the start. I definitely. I think that's just the there's a a good good variety of uh, of you know your your move sets as much as you've only got the one the one weapon. You know you you're still you've still got a lot of variety in how you're you how you're using that. For, you know as as a starting point, 
and then obviously there's you know that the kind of leveling up system is is pretty smooth in the in the different stuff that you're able to unlock um and then one of the things that sticks it to me is obviously that that's again borrowing for that souls thing of of the bonfires you know you've got that option to rest and recoup your health and whatever else but if you choose to do that obviously that that kind of risk reward is that the full map's going to get populated with all the enemies again so you know as yeah. much as it made for it made for easy leveling up or easy you know um try to get the you know platinum trophies and, and things like that which is what i, I, I kind of went for you you had that that risk of i don't think not that i've not got it in me but i don't really know if i want to take that risky try to see if i can get past the enemies without taking as much health off me this time i don't really know if i want to take the rest so i'm going to keep playing and uh, in hopes that you know that it's not going to backfire on me yeah i think it, it, it a good balance for like people like me who aren't are definitely no a dark souls player like even if you died like you just make straight run straight back to that enemy and hit them once and that's that all your stuff's back I think mm-hmm. that's it was never too hard. It was never egregious. Yeah, I was never a time that I lost all my stuff completely. I don't even know if that was possible because uh, that just shows you how much it was easy to get your stuff back. Yeah. Um. It was that no, I, the combat was perfect actually. Um. The longer you play it, as I said, it didn't jail with me at the start, but the longer you play it, it started jail with me. And I think taking the wee bits for Dark Souls and make a Dark Souls light, if you like. Um. Actually, it's really good. It's really good in the game. No, um, definitely. I agree. I love it. Yeah, hundred percent. I think though, um, you know, it's it's not it's not all good. I mean, I obviously did place a wee bit higher, and on my list, I, I wouldn't say we're just yet, but um, I think in terms of the negatives, if you want to call it that, I would say exploring wasn't always as straightforward as what it it could have been. You know, especially when you try to revisit some of these areas. Um, you know, trying to get the the platinum trophy. I I completed the game and then was going back and just doing a couple of the different things that you had to to do. And some of them was to collect, you know, certain plants um, for the, you know, for your ship and unlock certain items and or complete, you know, beat certain bosses. Um, one of the worst trophies I think I'd say would be the the fact you had to one hundred percent every map. And then um, those maps were just no the best to no, be able to actually look at. Maps are absolutely uh, terrible. So then, obviously, you know, you're just you're in a map, you try to rotate it and go. I, don't, you, I can't even see where I am. Never mind, you know, where I'm supposed to go or where I've unlocked or no unlocked. So, yeah, I think if yeah. I if you if you if we were to be completely fair and mention these, um, you know, the the kind of negative side, that's where I would. Maybe maybe stop and start. Other than the the uh, <laughs> the wookies, that's that's definitely on oh, the oh, oh, oh my <laughs> god, on the downs. But to, you know, to put, to put a spin back on it, I think uh, has one of the best um, you know range of, of characters for a, a Star Wars game in, in terms of you know you get the the, the BD one, um, which I thought mm. was was going to end up being kind of much much a kind of gimmick but but you grow quickly to love that this yeah. robot you know and he's he's doing that you know he's he's the one that kind of gives you your your healths uh i can't is it stim packs i call it i know that's mm-hmm. what they're called mm-hmm. before but um, that he's giving you your kind of your, your kind of health 
and he's you know jumping off and he's uh, when you're doing the exploration and he's maybe showing you a hint for something like those were really classy touches yeah definitely he's definitely a helpful kind of side character um, and he's always with you it's usual Star Wars um, fans isn't it you go in you're like he's no R2-D2 I'm not going to like him yep, but yep. no you're, you're totally right he's, he's actually such a wee helpful character and by the end you're like oh I really I really really like him um, not, not only does he give you health but as you say they give you like wee um, like hints and stuff like that as well mm-hmm. um, I think in this game one, one of the things I've wrote down is it's really good Star Wars lore I think yeah, they use the really, especially. Thing, I mean, there's no spoilers, but in the first level, uh, you've got that full like this this clone armies like it's a scrapyard for all the clone army stuff, and I was like, that's it's just such good use. Uh, like we're going to use this part of Star Wars, and this is a full world. It's just a scrapyard for all the old Republic stuff, and it's ah, uh, it's just. It's a, for a Star Wars fan, when you look at it, you're like, you know, they obviously got people in that were like, I am a Star Wars heavy, um, and kind of stuck with it, and, and it's really good. And a full game, I, I mean, I kind of got any spoilers and stuff like that, and I don't no. want to like the other stuff, but uh, it, it's good for a Star Wars fan, I would say definitely. It's not a game that I would, I. You know, I don't think one my arms crossed and I'm like, oh, it's a Star Wars game. I'm, oh, I don't know if I like this and I like this. But um, no, the, the use was, uh, the use of actual the things in Star Wars for the lore and everything was, uh, I would say, was really good. Yeah, I'm not completely the opposite. I'm not as big a fan. I didn't really know much about the Clone Wars fully. Like, obviously, I'd seen the, the main films and you kind of get the gist of it, but you don't quite get the flavour for it. Is what you know the is is what you maybe get from especially like from this game, um, you know some some of the stuff because I've only seen like the the kind of Clone Wars like cartoons and and you know all these things I hadn't seen any of that stuff I'd just really seen the base films. I don't think I really knew a lot of that stuff. So even like that first that first planet and what you're what you're speaking about is the early stuff like I. I I didn't really put two and two together and think that that's what that was. I, I know the, the the way the rest of the story goes, but um, I just think it's it's one of the games that you know you could play if you were a Star Wars fan or not. But it's really going to click with you if you are, especially the whole uh, the, the 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 you know the lightsaber kind of stuff as well. I think it's yep. just it's the, the way that feels. It's not yeah. quite. Um, it's intuitive and maybe some of the other kind of weapons that you would get in different games but it, it, it puts the lightsaber in you it's as close to having the lightsaber as you'll ever get yeah but one of the notes I wrote down was the boss battles and mini bosses the lightsaber as you're saying like I think in this game it's some of the best lightsaber fights and in, in any Star Wars games um, that actually feels always like it's, they're, I mean, they're hard. the the boss The boss levels are hard, but it's it's just the the action, and you're so up close, and you're pressing the buttons, and everything just feels so kinetic, and it's just it's like such good Star Wars fights. It, you you want, and you know sometimes you don't get that in the movie. Sometimes it doesn't it never looks as good, or they just don't go into as much like action. 
but this mm-hmm. is just like proper two lightsabers bashing together, and it's it's just great. It's so good. Aye, definitely. It makes you feel like you're kind of living in those movie moments that you've spent you know, your, your childhood or that watching. Yeah, I think one thing that you say that is that like this is definitely this is the uncharted of the Star Wars games. Like, yeah, hundred percent. I mean, even that first level is the bit with the train that they've literally ripped right out of Uncharted Two, <laughs> literally uh, ripped right out of it. Uh, and and you know, I would have been like, I you shouldn't have did that. But you know, the rest of the game, I'm like, this is this is like, oh, Uncharted is good. We're just going to copy that. But use it in Star Wars, and do you know what? They absolutely knocked out the park. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. It's crazy. I don't really think. Obviously, I really enjoy Star Wars, and I would love again. I'd love to play the game again. I'm just it's that platinum fever where you've you've got the platinum trophy. So why am I replaying it? I think I will try and replay it at some point with the current gen consoles. It's you know on Games Pass, so I maybe play it on the on the xbox at some point it's just not something that i'm looking to do anytime soon but it's something that i'm i'm quite keen on on playing through again yeah. because um maybe maybe without the pressure of trophies i'll uh i'll maybe enjoy the the combat maybe even put the difficulty up a wee bit and just you know take it slowly and, and be a wee bit you know deliberate about it now that i've you know you play the kind of elder scroll games and stuff and and just turn up that dark souls um, esque stuff up a wee bit because I wasn't quite there back then. I was just kind of playing it for you know trying to play through it and and complete it. Did you mean it's the Elden Ring there instead of Elder Scrolls? Yeah, absolutely. I got to say, Elder Scrolls is that hard? <laughs> no, no, no. I pl- did, I, do, did... I do play games, you know. <laughs> Can I just say that's uh, the the last thing I want to say is like ah. respawn. Like, if this is the first Star Wars game, I cannot wait to see number two. Oh, 100%. They saved, they saved the year. That's just Definitely. that. They saved them. Like, across the board. You can't even need to deny that. If it wasn't for this game, I don't think I would be even the too fast about another Star Wars game. If it wasn't for this, you know, I didn't yeah. really play yeah. Battlefront that much. I wasn't that fast. Um... We, we did try it and we get scalped a wee bit and then just kind of really first came back. But I don't think I'd be too fussed if it wasn't for the fact that these guys not absolutely knocked out of the park with this game. Yeah, I think I think one thing to say, just one another negative, is I think when I played it, I had a, I did have a lot of glitches. Um, aye, aye. I see, I see you, you played it on a PS4, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. I, at the time I was texting Sean and I was like I keep falling off this ledge or I think you know, there's a bit you need to kind of like force run and then jump and then force run and every time I was doing it you just kept like stopping my there and just falling down and it happened to me like about seven times in a row and it was, it was so frustrating but again this is the first swing at this and I'm like if this is your first swing I want to see what happens after another couple of years mm-hmm. Aye, no definitely um, so, well, obviously we went quite long on that, but I still, still have Man of the Five to go. Uh, we went quite long on that one there, but it's it's one that both of us have, so we, we do try and kind of delve into it. It's the same as going back into it later on when it does appear on my on my list. Um, but in the meantime, where we, uh, where we get to that, my number five is 2018's God of War. I've got that as a uh, number five. 
God damn you. How dare you? <laughs> uh, it's just, I think the reason that I then put it higher is because when I played it, when I first played it, I got to a certain point and I didn't, I didn't finish it. I didn't finish, I went back and finished it obviously, but I played it up to a certain point and stopped playing it. Um, so f- for me, I couldn't really hold it as high up as, as some of these other games because at the minute I'm kind of you know I have wanted to go back and, and play it again and get a, you know a fairer crack but mm. I just think at the time I was a wee bit maybe put off by you know some of the overworld mechanics I think it was quite kind of dull and slow whereas you know I was used to the, the kind of god of wars being a wee bit more fast paced and um, yeah you know, it was just it was just one of the things I did. Obviously, eventually, it was, wasn't that long between when I first played it, and you know when um, I went back to play it. There wasn't too much of a gap, but I just the, the, you know I'm, I'm obviously focusing on on the negatives here a, a wee bit as I as I start this. But it was can, it, can I just of, ask something? Aye. When, when did it come out and who by? I said 2018, isn't it? Everybody knows it's Santa Monica. Okay. Everybody okay. knows that. Don't, don't worry about that. <laughs> just, just in uh, case. No, no. Everybody knows that Santa Monica was was uh, for this one. Obviously, it's, it's this one's published game. But um, I think I've wrote in here that it's it's one of the the first games, if I'm honest, that was almost film quality. You know, yep, in terms yep. of the the cutscenes, you know, right off the bat, that that kind of fight that you that you're playing, and then obviously, you know, some other things. It's probably made for some of the best stills ever, especially like the the world separate and stuff like that. It's just a ridiculous the, the amount of stuff that you see in terms of like from a visual point of view. Never mind gameplay. You know that that first time throwing the axe. Um, you know the other stuff you get, you get to use without getting any spoilers. It's mm. just one of those things. It allowed for so much, um, you know, different combos, which made you, you know, long for the combat of old. When you know when you play, you know, back in the day. Um, I think that that was that's probably the the kind of best place to to start for this. It was. One of the games that you, when you started playing, you're like, "All right, okay, I see what this game's about." It's, it's not just the, I'm going to hit everything and destroy everything. There was a lot of deliberate things behind it as well. Yeah, definitely. So uh, with Santa Monica, you can see that they've went. We've played The Last of Us. Uh, let's make a God of War Last of Us, which it's absolutely just the right thing to do. Uh, the first thing I wrote was, "This game is instantly stunning for the moment you yeah. put it on." Um, everything in this game just looks superb i don't think there's uh i don't think there's anything wrong with it whatsoever um like looks wise aesthetic wise um i think as you said the the axe throne that axe throne is just some of the best would you even i don't know would you call it combat i don't know uh but it's some of the best i would say it's there's combat elements to that. I mean, the the, yeah. the whole idea of you know throwing this, you you know you're throwing your axe. It's not even just the throwing it; it's the retrieval of it. It's that idea of it's coming back, it, but it's really coming back. It's not just yeah, coming yeah. back for a meter in front of you. It's coming back from where you threw that to. Yeah. Um, so the idea that you're fighting a couple of things 
and you throw it at a guy and then somebody runs in front of you and you call it back, that axe is going through that guy that's in front of you. And yeah. the first time you try that, think, thinking about how it's going to go and it actually works, you're like, I'm a, I'm a genius. I am yeah. an actual genius. I am a badass, baldy genius. <laughs> uh, shout out to the baldies. Shout out to the baldies. But the, the 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 combat and obviously the, you know the story is really good. It's night and day compared to the the you know Kratos you know fallen god type stuff and yeah, way yeah. back in the in the original games the the whole duo, father son duo thing you know it's it's always spawned that dad of war kind of meme type thing that people kind of talk about with with him and, and Atreus and, and boy and all that stuff. But yeah. I think it definitely has its it has its place. The story was was perfect for what it was. Yeah, definitely. It's. I mean, a lot of people. <laughs> I've seen a lot of people talk about it and say stuff like it's just one big fetch quest, which it is. But it's the it's the people you meet across the way, and it's about the story. Of, um, it's about the story of Kratos and Atreus actually. Uh, it's their bond and growing together, isn't it? Atreus is. I think it's. It's one of the characters that you think, oh my god, I've got like somebody I'm going to need to protect and somebody that's just going to get in the way. And But as the game, game grows, like he just becomes such an important character and somebody you really like actually and he ages so well. And I think I used to have the one that was, I think he has all different traits, but it was like one who could throw you health if you were about to die. Yeah. stuff like that, it was just so helpful and then towards the end you would start doing combos throwing the guy up there and he'd be like shooting arrows and it just mm-hmm. by the end you're just like this this wee man is like he's amazing to have as a companion and he'd, yeah you just don't uh, even need to, don't need to worry about him don't need to worry uh, about him he just he's there and he will help and he is helping uh, um, which is such a great companion for a game because we all know game companions can be an absolute pain in the arse yeah um, uh, some of them can us- just be there just for the sake of it. Usually, sometimes they're just sponges and they don't mm. even do it, or else they end up dying and you don't need to pick up all their stuff and <laughs> 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 cut it back yourself. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think what I, what I wrote about the combat as well, I, I wrote it's gritty chaos. I think, as you said, the, the game is quite slow because you don't, he's, he's great with a big guy, so he just kind of like stomps about when you're just kind of looking at everything and you're just taking everything in as you're walking past all the, the level and stuff like that, which is it's a good thing because it's stunning. But see, as soon as you get into chaos, it just turns a wee bit back into that old God of War where everything's just impactful, Aye. everything's just bang, bang, it's and you just heavy. Like, it's heavy going, yep, and everything's getting ripped apart, and everything's getting an axe through it, and like, you're just, it's just so gritty and back to that Kratos that we all know and all love well, I don't know if you loved him before, but I always liked Kratos, I always just thought Aye. he was a big a big baldy badass uh, which goes up in my book nowadays of course, uh, of course <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think also um, to mention Mimir. Oh yeah, definitely. I have that written down as well. I think I, I, I will hit in spoiler territory, but I just feel like you can't know mention Mimir because he is another companion in this. That Again, you're like, another companion? You've already got one companion with you all the time. You're going to have another one. But Mimir, yeah. also Scottish. Can I yep, just say? Yeah, shout out. So shout out for the Scottish. Um, but he's so good and it, in the kind of moments where it's just quiet 
many years to tell you a story, and it just it just adds extra context to the world. Aye, aye, I that, did write that, that as well. That you maybe didn't get because mm-hmm. I, I mean I I don't know really know much about Norse mythology and stuff like that. Um, but he he actually probably taught me a lot during that game. I mean, I don't know if it's real North, Norse mythology. I don't know if it's Santa Monica's Norse mythology. I think, I think regardless, it's just it's one of those things that you you obviously you have a certain you know amount of that that's that story that you can glean from just the combat or the the direct story of the information that you get. But you know, any of the bits that you're you, that you're going to miss, you know, you, is a lot of people have probably heard in different people's reviews or comments and things you've obviously got these you know the boat segments and you know ending those boat segments would end Mimir's stories and you know nine nine out of ten people i've heard talking about this game have you know deliberately didn't get off that boat just so they could hear the end of Mimir's story because they didn't want that ruined they wanted to hear what he had to say and i don't think there's many games that that echoes that no. Do you know what was also great about that? Was even if you got off the boat and you got back on, it would start the story again. No, no, I don't even think it was the full story. I think he started where he left off, maybe like a sentence or so, two before. So yeah. it was it was so good and dynamic that way that you just never missed it. But I, I think I was the same. I was the, that person that was be sit beside the show like, no, no, when you go move me, just finish uh, your story. You, you take your I'm, time. I'm listening. The, wor- I take the your world time. can wait. Aye. <laughs> um... I don't really have much else to. I don't really have much else to say apart from just feeling like a badass. Kratos is Kratos is just that Sony character that he's. I probably a wee bit like Master Chief in Xbox. He's just that character that doesn't matter what's happening. We can get absolute mauled and battered, but you're just like I'm still Kratos and I am going to battle everyone. Uh, everyone <laughs> I, and I, everything. I don't think there's many characters that I've ever f- you feel like when I play a game like that, a game, any game, uh, you just feel like you are just a mountain of a man. Yeah. And I, I just, that's about a really for me. For, yeah. Uh, God of War. No, I think Fantastic that's a good, game. A, a good sign off, obviously, without getting any, you know, too many, um, too many spoilers. I'm sure we could yeah. have a, a podcast episode on this game alone, um, just with the different kind of stuff and elements in the, uh, you know that that's that that kind of secondary line of mini bosses without um, getting into any detail. I, I never I never beat any of them, but um, you know obviously that's that was one of the keys for the for the platinum trophy as well. But uh, I, I think obviously I'd mentioned there that the, I felt the overall overworld was a bit tedious, but as Gary said, it was it was still beautiful in itself. So a big yeah. a big nod for uh, for God of War, that's for sure. So yeah, I have to say, like a lot of the stuff I did in the day, like I had a lot of kind of like for the get the platinum, it was like get the crows and get this Aye. and get that. I didn't do a lot of that stuff, but no. I just enjoyed what I was doing. You know, yeah. that was just fluff if you wanted it. I was extra Aye. fluff, but I just didn't do much of that, and I just kind of did the story and it was still still very high in my top ten list, which speaks volumes. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Again, there's, you know, once we once we get to the end, of it we can maybe have a discussion about why you know, mind didn't they? I'd be quite as high, but I just felt, you know, having that kind of stop start nature, it just fell a few places. Um, although it's contradicted by um whatever games up up next, but um, <laughs> if I'm if I'm being honest, but anyway, um, let's say uh, 
Ah, let's move on, yeah. Number four. Four. We're uh, on, the, uh, on the home stretch now, Gary, so what's your four, mate? So my number four is Resident Evil 2. Oh, nice. One I haven't played, actually. Yeah. I was between this and Resident Evil 4. Eh, uh, no, no 4. Resident Evil 7. Uh, but uh. Resident Evil 2, I think, is such a good horror game. Is the remake obviously on top of it? It's fantastic. It's such a creepy, creepy game. Um, it's you know, <laughs> all my games. This is one I've wrote the least notes about, but in my mind, it was one of the first ones that I was like, "That's got to be my top ten Which right. I think speaks volumes. Right. I don't think there's too much you can say about a Resident Evil game that that people wouldn't know or feel about because like, yeah. it it's just an RE game it's just it's just what it is isn't it? yeah I think what I like about Resident Evil 2 is it's kind of back to basics because it was obviously it's obviously an earlier game um, so it was all kind of just like zombies and there's a few wee extra monsters but it's no crazy crazy I think as Resident Evil goes on it starts to get more mental with the monsters and it starts to turn into like uh, like um, like the big black like liquid monsters and stuff like that. That's when I start to go a wee bit like, ah, I don't know if I'm into this. Yeah. But Resident Evil 2 is it looks absolutely perfect. It takes place in a a, a police station. It looks absolutely beautiful. Um everything the detail. I didn't play Resident Evil 2, uh, the first version. I was too wee at that time. But my I was play I was playing this and my brother in law was in my house at the time and he was like, This is just such a good like detail to detail like remake but obviously they've took it and ran with it a wee bit yeah um there's great puzzles in this game i think it's such a haunting game as well that when you're trying to do a puzzle you don't know if something's coming to get you <laughs> oh, yeah, aye. so it's it's a it's a true survival game as well um, I mean, you're you've hardly got any bullets. It's your usual Resident Evils. You know, you start to run out of bullets, but you get better weapons, and it's kind of that risk reward. Like, did I take the better weapon with the better ammo? But I've hardly got any ammo. It's that thing. Um, I think one thing you need to talk about, and I don't know if it's a spoiler or no, but you just need to talk about it because it's a part of the game. Um, you've always got this presence that always follows you around in the game, which mm-hmm. was, I don't think that was in the original, but they put it in this, um, and he's Mr. X, and it's this big, massive, like, nine-foot guy who just walks about in a trench coat, and it doesn't matter where you are in the map, he can follow you, <laughs> and all you hear is, foot, you just hear boom, 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 you're like, oh no, he's coming, oh, so you could, oh, be no. in a, you could be in the middle of a puzzle, you could be in the middle of fighting another zombie, and all you hear is, boom, 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 coming to get you. Uh, it's such a, it's such a anxiety-inducing part of the game, but it's a, but it's like, it's, it's so good because it just heightens that tension, uh, whatever you're doing at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a good game. It's definitely one I would tell everybody to try, even if you've got a wee inclined to play horror. Um, I think this for the stuff that they remade and retuned. It's definitely better than what it ever was. But I think Resident Evil games, you used to see when you're pointing your gun and stuff like that, you'd have to stop for that survival. So you would stop dead and it'd take shoot. But this, they've changed that. So it's, I will, I can walk backwards and shoot. 
Aye. Which I, I think is always a nice touch. I always kind of felt that was a, it was a harsh thing in Resident Evil games, but I understand that it was for tension and like that survival element. But I think everything they put in this game just is such a... Honestly, I, I couldn't recommend this game enough. If you've ever got this wee incline to play horror, this is the horror game you should play in my books. Aye, I think that, that for Resident Evil games, like even if you're... Even if you're not the biggest horror fan, I think there's enough in them that you could probably find one of the games that's that would suit you or would be for you. Um, obviously, I, I started this year, uh, or was it last year I did the Resident Evil games? for? It was last year for streaming. And 7 was the first game, Resident Evil game I've ever played. And obviously there was those other monsters and stuff in, in 2 as a game that I think I'll eventually get to but I just feel like the daddy games you have a different like approach to each one of them. They just they do stand alone. Yeah. As definitely. much as they're a sequel, so I uh, I I can see why any of them would um would feature on your list, that's for sure. Yeah. I think the the good thing about two is is because it's a PlayStation, it you feel so um like uh, suffocated into this wee narrow paths like there's no there's no anywhere you can really go you know uh, I felt like we are A7 you could always maybe like run and try yeah. to find another part of the house and stuff like that but in um, RE2 it's so claustrophobic and there's, there's nowhere to go and it just heightens attention for that and it's a, such a creepy creepy set piece and the police station itself is actually a character um, because it just has so much, as I say, tension, and there's always something gruesome around the next corner, and you just don't know what's next. And uh, yeah, it's great. I love, I love a good Resident Evil and two. I think Oil Four is probably my favourite. Actually, I can't wait until they make the remake of that. Hopefully, they do that justice. I'm sure they will. But two is definitely, definitely up there. Definitely up there. So, Mister Mac, what is your number four? Well, if I offended you before, <laughs> with, uh, with the position of God of War, I'll definitely offend you with the position of The Witcher. Uh, 2015 CD Project Red, obviously, again, it's the same idea as before. I didn't complete The Witcher the first time around, but I think, you know, I probably did myself justice with stopping at the place that I was at the time because when I did it, the second time then I, I started all over again obviously it'd be such a it was a long time between the the, the two times that i'd played the game um obviously in the news again this week uh, mentioning that the next gen versions are out at the end of this year which i think uh, would maybe bring a few more people into the into the cards with the success of the tv show um i think just obviously came back though to the the witcher game itself as you know, on, on its own, I thought the the biggest kind of downfall for me, I think, is probably its main story in itself. I think the the idea that you you obviously have to play, you know, you're, you're playing the main story and you can through that kind of main that main path of trying to, you know, the the whole thing circling around Siri, um, who who's you know another another character in the game 
and you're trying to kind of find you know try to find the information or whatever but i think it's bolstered really really heavily by the the side quests in the game that like, that's probably its biggest its biggest crutch is the different side quests and coupled with that is probably you know or, or amongst that is some of the best uh, elements in the in the hunting side of it you know trying to get the the different hunts um you yep. know try to try to do the investigation kind of side speaking to different people try to find whether but you know whether whether these different animals are, are you know if you want to call them animals but these different things are are, are hiding in that um that that was probably the, the kind of biggest element of that game that you know as much as the main story i didn't feel was up to up to, to snuff i think the, the side quests are the thing that that maybe opens the game up i mean there's plenty of them obviously but i think it opens it to be you know some of the some of the best um i don't know some of the best gameplay that you, you that you'll probably come across yeah definitely i again i think we Witcher um is another it's just a huge overarching story isn't it with the city yeah, stuff um, and yeah. that's just to get you here here go over this place go over that place but here's about 150 different things in between yeah. um i totally agree with you i think the side quests are some of the best side quests in maybe any game actually um the monster hunts especially they just see the way that you have to actually investigate the monster hunts. It's not just a case of go and, go and kill this monster, which a lot of games would do, like a bounty mission. But this is like, this is where this monster's killed these people, so we need to go investigate that, right? He's killed them this way. What kind of monster could that be? Hold on, I'm going to need to try and investigate this a wee bit more. It mm. actually, it, it, makes you, it makes you understand the world more and understand... The, the monsters and sometimes the monsters actually might might not even be the bad guys in the situation as well which is so good in some of the side quests and you actually left with a wee bit of conundrum you know you're yeah. like yeah they are killed this monster that was only protecting its lair because it has eggs or they uh just leave it and it might mm-hmm. kill more people you know and i think Witcher was great for that it's a uh, such a dynamic game that leaves you kind of wondering did i always do the right thing yeah, definitely. I think, you know, I've I've written here, you know, a few things. Obviously, more hunts um, would would obviously make the game, and I think the idea of um, that, it, to be honest, we I, I felt like it was next gen before it was actually before next gen was even a thing. I think it it completely took everybody by surprise. The yeah. the whole the whole idea of this of this game it was, you know. It, you know, Skyrim 2.0 for all intents and purposes, but it cut out all the stuff that, that makes, you know, it's maybe becomes a wee bit tedious in, in, in Skyrim. You know, when I first played The Witcher, because of the way that I approach games like Skyrim, I really struggled with the combat. I didn't think that I could, um, you know, you, you get in there and, you know, two or three of the, the kind of starting enemies are coming towards and you think, right, I'll take these guys on. And you know, if you don't dodge the right way or do the right thing, you, you you end up in in a whole load of trouble. And I just I just felt like if 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 you don't pay attention, if you don't actually learn the game, similar to what we were talking about earlier with the Spider Man Batman conundrum, if you're not doing if you're not doing the game justice and you're not 
playing it the way that they want you to play it, you can quickly run into a lot of trouble. Yeah, definitely. I think seeing that first section, I can't remember what the place is called. It's something that's no white run because that's Skyrim, but it's something like White Orchard or something like that. See that full section? I think that's probably about 15 hours long or something. And I thought to myself when I was playing that, but I was like, I don't know if I like this game. Yeah. Um, I felt the combat was so hard. Um, I think again, because I was just playing it, trying to be so aggro in the game. Yeah. I wasn't parrying, I wasn't doing defense. I don't even know if I was even using my powers. I just was trying to go total sword play, just bang, 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 and it just wasn't working. And it wasn't until I think I actually fought maybe right at the end of the big monster, and I kept dying, and I was like, something got to change here. And that's when I started to learn the combat, and see as soon as you learn it, as soon as you start learning how to parry and block, and then use your your um, your your signs, it just opens the game up so much, and then every one of them has an upgrade tree with all different things and they all make it all and they're all different like yeah. the shield can be a bubble run you or you can like force yeah. whatever it's it's such an open game that you can actually tailor it to yourself and to your fighting style as well so i think that's quite a good thing for everybody because everybody will have a different way of playing it actually Aye. i i wrote in there when i was talking about that kind of stuff with the signs and, and everything else i didn't use them the first time i played the game um, but I started to use them a lot in the second time run, and I actually wrote in there that it's 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 actually kind of its own meta, its own mini game. You've got obviously your four different areas that you're um that you, you know you're unlocking, and you can put your your kind of um blocks in there, or you can put boosts in there that that um adds like percentages to these to these different um you know boosts different things that you're unlocking your 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 ads your signs your you know boosts to your health like you know you're, you're you're kind of trading different things off and effectively becoming a different build to take on you know a, a different level it was i uh, definitely one of the games that you know you you they took everything that that skyrim done right and then and then improved upon it you know we we look at games like like that and it's just so heavy and they're crafting and their potions and stuff that I get so overwhelmed when I'm looking at it. I'm like, I don't want anything to do with any of that. But when yeah. I started playing it this time, uh, or you know, I think it was 2020 when I was playing, um, so it was fairly recently. Um, I didn't realize that the potions were basically like you only had to find the ingredients once. Once you've mm-hmm. made that, they would just refill themselves. Actually, I think that's yeah, the best alcohol. mechanic yeah. that I've ever heard. Like, I mean, can you imagine that in Skyrim? If, if you were, you, you would, you would use a lot of them. If it was the case, like, or if I just try and find all these ingredients, and then you manage to, you know, brew this this one potion, and it would help, you know, boost some boost something, or, or you know, cause a negative effect. Like, you would probably play the game a lot more differently. Yeah, no, definitely. I think. As you said, like it, it actually lets you use your potions. Like in Skyrim, I was the exact same. You know, you'd have this potion that would be like whatever, like ah, uh, get all your health back. And I was like, I'm never going to use that because I'm just never going to feel like I need to use it. <laughs> Whereas I... in Witcher, Witcher, you're like, that's fine. I'll just use this random thing that might help me, or it might know because it doesn't really matter because I've just got a wee bit of alcohol and I'll get it back the next day. Yeah. Um, no, that that. I, I was actually something that kind of uh, goes with that I've wrote down was even though it's a hundred hour RPG, I feel like it totally respects your time. Yeah, I think you can. Uh, 
you can take for that game what you what you want from it. I know that you know some people have mentioned in the past that they want to do everything in the game because you know maybe the kind of OCD tend you know tends to kick in and you're like I don't want to miss out on X Y Z because you know I've I've bought this game and I want to make sure that I, that I get the most of it. But I th- I think you can you can play that game and if you start to get fed up here say in the area like there's no there's nothing to hold you back for going like right i'm just going to go do the main mission now and then yep. if you want to you can go back and and complete you know or, or to tick off some of the other missions once you've once you've went down that path a wee bit yeah. um that's that's probably the the biggest takeaway i would say yeah definitely i think also just talk about the world uh I think that's one of the most beautiful, as you said, like for being the last gen, it was such a beautiful world. Everything's so colourful, but also horrid as well, because in the game there's a war going on. I think, I think also kind of playing in that, um, Geralt was such a good character during this, because he just, he just plays that Witcher, he's, He's kind of morally balanced. He doesn't really go for who's right and who's wrong. He just goes through the game and it's just like, if this doesn't bother me, if this has got nothing to do with me, I'm just going to go on my path. And I think you get that through the full game. And even though it's war-torn places, you can decide, oh, there's bandits over there, uh, pestering this village, I'm not going to do it, and I'm going to do something. You know, it's totally up to you. And the game will not really... I mean, it might have effects later on, but it's not going to have a drastic effect. It's just kind of, this village might not like you anymore. That, that's what happened to me one time. I accidentally pressed the wrong thing. I actually, I meant to say that I thought it said something like, get away. But to me, I, I thought it said like, get away, talk about the bandits get away. But then it was just like, it was Geralt and he's like, okay, this is your problem. And he walked away. <laughs> oh, no. and, it, and I went back to that village later on. And they're like, Oh, you never helped us with the bandits. <laughs> we're, we're not selling to you. And I was like, oh, no. Oh. Uh, that's not what you want, is it? But no, the world, I think the world is so good. Um, I think there's a lot of different locations as the world opens up. You know, you've got the kind of swamplands and then you've got the kind of medieval castles and the villages that are kind of always struck down with the kind of war and stuff like that um, and then you've kind of got the other islands that are kind of like Norway, Scotland type uh, things which totally bring in a new wealth uh monsters and different lore as well Yeah definitely I mean I, I'll be honest I don't have too much um, other stuff really to, to pick up on other than you know one other thing and it's it's light spoilers and and that eventually you know as, as you progress through the story um and you learn a wee bit more about Siri you obviously then start you know you are Siri for a wee while uh, yeah, and as yeah. you know on and off which I felt was quite good it's not like you know you're you're get up for so long and then all of a sudden you're just Siri for the rest of the game I felt like those elements that you play as are they, they're never overstayed. It's always just for as long as you need it to be. Mm-hmm. And obviously it's like trimmed down compared to how you are as, as Geralt, which I also really enjoyed because it, it kind of meant that you were only doubling up on some of the systems and mechanics that 
you played in the first one and then obviously had your own unique kind of ability and that kind of that phase dodge type thing and it just I don't know it just seemed to be the kind of game changer that we didn't really see coming you know yeah. in, that, in that sense yeah I think it's the first time I ever played that I was like I don't want to play Siri like stop making me go with Siri like why mm. do you keep doing this to me because she's pretty weak at the start but where it's going out of spoilers she gets she gets powers as she goes on and see by the end I'm like give me Siri give me her <laughs> Right. Let, let me keep going ah, <laughs> no definitely yeah. uh, the only other things I would say is I think the music is absolutely amazing in this game I've, I've not really talked about music in other games but in this game it's just it just goes so well with the game every time you're in a combat it goes you know and it just right. it just hits so it's just perfect absolutely perfect whoever did the music for this is just fantastic, and I, I think it just definitely needs to be said that the music is just as good, if no better in the game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go. But no, I, 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 def- I definitely get that. Uh, and the other thing is Gwent. Oh, I know. Yeah, I know. I, I know. Place, I suppose. I don't. Uh, I don't. I don't really like it. I don't get it as much. Yeah. But I, I, I do. I do understand this merit at least. Yeah, I went. I went Gwent deep, man. Uh, I'm actually surprised I never got the trophy because I felt like I, I had every single card in that game, but obviously never. Um, but I was I was actually looking at that the other day because I was like, did I get that trophy? And honestly, I put hours into it. Going, I was I played every. I felt like I played every single person. Obviously, must have missed somebody. Yeah. Um, I played that game religiously. Every time a barkeeper was like, it was the like options. It was like um, buy stuff. Uh, whatever, buy something, and then it was like Gwent. I was like, "Would you like a round of Gwent?" <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, constantly. Um, Gwent is just such an amazing wee card game that absolutely had no need to be in this game whatsoever. But uh, it's took, it's definitely took off. There's, I mean, there's even a Gwent game itself now, and you can actually buy the cards to play locally as well if you like. Um, uh, yeah. It's uh, no, it's great. I love Gwent, and I don't think, as you said earlier, like it's a game that's got so much stuff in it, and usually I feel overwhelmed. I'm the exact same as you. Usually, when I play RPGs, I'm like, right, I'm never going to touch this. I'm never going to touch that. But with everything in this game, I just went so deep, so deep. I was collecting every piece. I wanted to find all the treasures. I wanted to get all the Gwent cards. Uh, you know, finding the armor. You see that try to get your witcher armor and stuff like that i was going deep diving for every piece that i could find uh, but yeah it's a very special game for me witcher it came when i had my uh, first child so i mean first child gets a bit mental um you don't know what to expect and stuff like that but it's a lot of sleeping at the start and this was the game that always, whenever I got a wee hour or two when she was sleeping, I played, and I must have played this game for about four and a half months or something like <laughs> that. Uh, I think my first playthrough, I was I was more than 150 hours into this game, and the second time I played it, I must have hit 100. I never completed it the second time, but uh, it's a game that I, I hold so dear to me, and it was a game, as soon as I, I see a top 10 list, I was like, this is on it. Don't even need to think about it. This is this is a game. It's on this. But yes, number three. 
definitely honing down on the uh, on the final stretch. And again, we're probably going to you know come across some of these ones that we already spoke about. But how is we your number three, mate? What you got? My number three was God of War. Oh, that's quite that's quite a, a, a good uh, a good high pick. Since we've already spoke about the about the game, um, and in, in, in that sense, what was the what's the reason that the, the end lands at, at number three, excluding the number two and one, obviously. But what's uh, how come it sits so highly in your in your position over over some of the games you've mentioned so far? I think God of War is just it's just that perfect game. Um, and I, as you said earlier, it's just a perfect it's a perfect movie game. I was playing. I played God of War start to finish. Nothing else. Usually, I always the way I kind of play games is a kind of I've got a game and I play a game in tangent with it. You know, it's usually like a game and a sports game. Yeah, That's yeah. the way I usually play. We God of War. We God of War. I was like, I am playing nothing but God of War. Nah, <laughs> that is the only game. Living, breathing, creators. But yeah, uh, but it's just such a good game. I think actually, I can't wait for the second. But I'm also a wee bit like, oh no, no, is it going to be any? Is it going to be better than the first one? You know. Yeah, I don't even know if we need it to be better. I just think you know, do we do we need it? You know what I mean? That's yeah, yeah, no. It's, that's it's, probably the biggest it's, thing. It's kind of that Last of Us thing, isn't it? Like Last of Us One was such a good game, and Last of Us Two. I mean, personally, I didn't think so. Uh, did they live up to the hype? Uh, yeah, God of War, my number three. So over to you, Mister Mac. Well, number three for me is um, is it was actually Star Wars: Fallen Order. Um, you know, I had that. I had that number three that really high up. Just purely because it was one of the games that, you know, obviously I, I played through I played through it and, and you know, Star Wars for me growing up I was in the you know, too fast way, Star Wars and stuff like that. One of my friends was a wee bit more so and we just kinda of played some of the games so we never watched them. I I didn't think that me and him never really watched any films or or anything like that. Was, we watched, you know, a couple of kind of older films but we never watched anything like that. And my family were never too fussed about, you know, Star Wars and stuff. So I didn't really connect with it until like a, a later a later age. But in terms of games, you know, when this game came out and, you know, I played it over the Christmas break, the year that it came out. And when I finished it, I was, you know, I was like, I, I'm going to go for this. I'm going to go for this platinum. And it took me another 12, 13 hours to go for that platinum trophy. But... If somebody was to ask me off the top of my head, what's your, what's the platinum you enjoyed the most, but was a tedious, you know, grind, it's a hundred percent Star Wars Fallen Order. So I think that in itself is probably the reason why it's it's so high up on my on my list. Yeah, I always remember because me and you were kind of playing at the exact same time, and you you kept messaging me going like, I absolutely love this game. And it was funny because I'm like I'm the I'm the Star Wars nut here. Like why am I not enjoying this as much as you? <laughs> but it just I just it's just the way it is, isn't it? Uh, some Aye. games just speak to you more than others. Uh, but no, I, I I remember you also talking about the platinum as well because I was like ah maybe I should go for it. I was a wee bit behind you. Like well playing at the same time, but I just was obviously going slower. Um, and you're like hi. So I finished it and I probably got twelve hours later and I was like hi I'm out. 
<laughs> it was just that map one that was a killer because you had to try and like, ah, unlock a hundred percent. It was new, it wasn't great. Um, that's but, going to be one of the worst trophies like ever. Like, yeah, just it's not a nice one. Like I definitely, I don't, I don't really like that one. It wasn't the best, but I would, I will say though that they did a really good job of the map and explaining that you know they broke the percentages down into sub areas of a given map. Yeah. So every area, you know, just say every map was six areas. Like each one of them had its own you know percentage to aim for, so you could you know, just visit a planet and look and see, right, okay, I've got, you know, two areas at 100% and then you can kind of split it up that way. So I think there's ways and means on how to break that time down, whether you would, you know, whether you're playing it for a couple of hours and you're like, right, okay, I'm going to 100% this planet tonight and then, you know, you, you can come back to it another time. But aye, Star Wars, Star Wars Fallen Order, that's my number three. Do you know one thing I always think is good with like Star Wars games that I think you don't really get with a lot of other games is you've got a Star Wars game can lead into I'm going to do a Star Wars uh, tangent. Uh, yeah. You can just you just start going down the movies and then you're like ah, I'm just going to go TV series and you know you just start going Star Wars daft, which is so, it's so good to just have that accompanying stuff uh, accompanying stuff uh, to go with. It. Um, but yeah. That's a, that's a good number three. Number two. This is where the heavy hitters land, Mr. Gary Mill. So that's, that's... I'm, I'm really, really interested. I mean, I think I know where it is already, but I'd like to hear it for the man himself. What are you, what are you saying? Toss a coin to your uh, witcher. Whoa. <laughs> witcher I thought, I thought that's what it was. I thought that was yeah. where it was going to land, to be honest yeah. with you. you. Gary sent me a wee, uh, a wee snapshot preview, but he's... Uh, his wee chubby fingers didn't cover the, the W <laughs> that was sitting at number two, so I kind of, I did My see. wee W was sitting at <laughs> <laughs> So uh, I thought to myself, oh, there's a Witcher, so I, I kind of have an idea what his number one is, but um, I, I don't think there's too much for us to, to say much no, more. No, I think about, about I Witcher, went quite deep down maybe, Witcher. Yeah. Right. No, yeah. I, a fantastic game. If anybody's ever played it in the, like, in the RPGs, just... Give it a go. Why would you know? Um, and also, also accompanying uh, Witcher TV series with Henry Cavill, which is also fantastic. So if you've never played The Witcher, go ahead. If you have, then you know it's already fantastic. So I don't need to tell you anymore. So yeah, Mr. Mac, what's your number two? So number two for me, um, you know, obviously you mentioned it earlier on. It is, uh, is Spider-Man. But Spider-Man Miles Morales, because I, I played that on the PS4, the PS4 Pro at the time, and I got it for Christmas. Um, you know, 2020 release, obviously Insomniac and, and published um, by Sony just as the, um, you know, just as the original kind of game. Um, like I said, I, I know that it's a, a PS5 game at its core. It's been absolutely marketed as such. It was, you know, fast load and all that stuff. It's very much driven and, and aimed at people that had picked up their, their shiny new console, those who could uh, could get it early. But mm-hmm. for me, you know, I wanted to play it, but at the time when it released, I wasn't quite ready for it. And I was so glad that I didn't pick it up until Christmas, Christmas because for me, it was the perfect Christmas game. You know, obviously, it's that setting, that New York yeah. Christmas feel, like it almost felt cold 
but warm at the same time. Like, it's so lively and the passion that you could feel coming through that game. Like, you know, we won't obviously visit, you know, too much of the mechanics and stuff like that because it, it does basically echo what we were speaking about earlier. Um, although obviously it has its own, it has its own touch and the fact that Miles has, you know, an altern- a different power than, than what Spider-Man has, you know, he has his um, bioelectricity and, you know, these finishing moves, these kind of flashy finishing moves and it just fits the scene a lot more. You know, you, you you cut to that opening scene when he's walking through and he's got his his beat, beats headphones on and he's listening to his music and you know he takes his headphones off and the music fades but you can still slightly hear it because his headphones are just down by his ears like it's just that scene that setting you're like this is I don't know it's just felt like just such a a, a classier version of what we know Spider Man to be. Yeah, uh, I'm glad, actually glad you brought this up because this this was a P- PS5 game for me. I, I waited, um, but it's this is a game that definitely would have been my list if I played it in PS4. Um, it probably would have, I probably would have took it over that the original Spider Man, as I said. Um, I think the story is just much better. I think yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I mean, I, I summed it up by saying smaller package, but a big hitter, um, less yeah. filler. Is what is yep. the kind of biggest yep. thing less filler, um, and it just I don't know it just it didn't really it didn't mess about it goes straight to the point it didn't make you do too many of the the side quest stuffs um obviously the you had to do for the platinum um you had to play the game a second time but you know you could skip a lot of the cutscenes not all of them but a lot of them and if you put it on easy mode you could you could blitz the the um the second playthrough to to get that trophy so that's that's what I did I mean I actually remember. If it's any talking to anybody, um, I messaged Gary, I think, on the day before New Year's Eve, I think it was, and I said, oh, like, I don't know if I'm going to go for this Platinum because I need to play it again. And then, like, the very next day, I messaged them going, ask me to get the Platinum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because it's like 24 it, hours later. Yeah. Uh, it was just, I just couldn't put it down. Like, you know, obviously, we, we spoke about it earlier, the swinging, and, you know, again, that's got its own certain, you know, cast of characters that, fit in this um this game is perfectly um but it's just i don't know it's just one of the games that i would actually honestly i wouldn't feel at a place playing that game as my christmas game you know every christmas you know putting that up and and playing that again i, I think i would um i'd probably enjoy trying to trying to do that yeah, I, I think I said to you when, we were, when I, after I played it, I was like, do you know, it's it's only so many times you can play Spider-Man in Manhattan and then you start to think this is going to get boring, but see doing it in a festive period, it just totally made a difference. Like, just the different weather and just the wee like, lights on the lampposts and just the wee extra Christmas stuff, it just totally changed a le- uh, the, the full map, even though it was the same map. Which is a bit strange to say, but it was uh, it definitely helped the game in my eyes. And like you know, I think I think that way, like they've obviously got the new Spider Man coming out. I'm like, like I'm actually quite excited to see what they do with Manhattan now because I'm kind of like, well, you've kind of proved me wrong once. Like, what are you going to do next? Where it's uh, 
but the, the Christmas was absolutely perfect. And see, like, I mean, it's no spoilers because it happens in literally the first 20 minutes of the game. But see, when you're running through that uh, supermarket or that mall, that mall, sorry, um, with Rhino, and it's got Christmas songs playing in the background. That is absolutely Aye. amazing level Aye, design. First, first cut. I mean, that's why I was, you know, I would, I, obviously, we've both got PlayStation 5s now, and uh, it's something that I would love to go back and play, but I just, it's it's just one of the games that just means a lot to me in terms of the, the, the those Christmas vibes that I just don't see myself um, playing it outside of the of the Christmas period. Yeah, yeah, no, I know it's it's, it's kind of one of the games, isn't it? It's uh, I think it would be harder if you were in the middle of like summer, yeah, <laughs> yeah, playing a game. I kind of felt that with Division One as well because that was kind of set at Christmas. Um, and I always struggled. I think I did play that, and it was like April, and I was like looking outside, and I'm like, it's like gorgeous outside, and I'm sitting here playing a game of snow. Uh, <laughs> you know? No, no, definitely. <laughs> no, Spider Man 2 is, eh, no, Spider Man 2. Spider Man Miles Morales is, is really great. Um, I kind of, you know, I, I didn't go in with my arms crossed, but I was going in like, I mean, how can this be better than Spider Man, the first one? But do you know, Miles as a character just. Actually, I probably prefer him. I probably prefer yeah, him the Peter I Parker do as well, character. Yeah. No, I um, do. I think with Peter Parker, I think the only I know they don't want to go over the origins of Spider Man, like Peter Parker Spider Man, but I think that also kind of took a wee bit away for knowing that actual character because it's it's Sony's no Sony's is a a. Insomniac. Insomniac, thank you. Fucking all these games, man. I know, uh, Insom- man. <laughs> it's Insomniac Spider Man, so I was like, you know, I would do a mind on origin story because you're kind of like deep into like Spider Man by the time you're into the Spider Man game. Whereas Miles is, he is the origins of Miles. And you, I know you kind of get that in the Spider Man 1 game, but it continues through uh, the Miles Morales game and you just you see that character grow. Whereas the Spider Man game, Peter Parker's already, he's grown. Uh, you know, you don't get that. Yeah, definitely. I think that's the the probably one of the biggest things is is you know how was how was he going to play? How was he going to what was he going to feel like? You know how you know are you going to be where you going to be both of them? Like how was you know Mary's Morales going to work? And obviously the idea was you know Peter Parker was away on you know on holiday or whatever, and Mary's Morales was was filling in almost and. Um, I think that those wee those wee connections just made you made you feel a wee bit more attached to Miles because you wanted them to do well, yeah. um, you know, in in that setting. So, aye, Miles Morales was my uh, was my number two, and I, I think it felt a, a I felt like it deserved a place on the list, and and obviously high up there just purely because it was, um, I don't know, just such a a a, a kind of touching game as much as it was a. A really first class game to play. Yeah, definitely. Shall we? Number one. The thing we've all been waiting for, mate. The thing we've all been here waiting for. Go, do you want to, do want to say it? Do you want to say it at the same time? So I think the two of us have got the same Ready? game. Ready? Yep. Right. Three, one, two, one. Uncharted Ready. Four. Now I can on that. So Red Dead Redemption 2, what do you say about this game? This game isn't even a game. This game is like life. Um 
although like what I was talking about with like Kratos and like it being a movie game, this game I think transcends that. This game I played and I played and I was Arthur Morgan. I was playing his life. Mm-hmm. There, was, there was points of this game that I just walked through deserts. I just walked or had a horse and I wasn't even sprinting. I was just gall- I was just slowly trodding right across it. I was just trying to take everything in. Yeah, the world. Yeah. The world I, is so beautiful. When you go, I wrote that as well. Uh, actually, just what the first thing I wrote down was could live in the open world forever. Um, yeah, and I think that they did a really good job of setting the scene and having like you, you know, feeling like you're connecting to the area that you're in at that time. You know, depending on you know, obviously, Definitely. the idea is you know you've 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 been forced to to move um, to a different set up you know a different area you've been forced to you know from from where you were you know previous to that and you try to find a new place to set up which brings you obviously to to valentine which is by far probably my favorite um city or town or set setting in the game i think it's just it ticks all the boxes of that um early you know cowboy Old life if you want to call yeah. it you know that kind yeah. of yeah, exactly. That world, world west, you know the the bars, the you know the the different kind of things that's that's set up, you know. And I just I don't know. I just felt like that was one of the places that you know if 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 the full game was based, um, and you that was your settlement for the full game, I wouldn't have minded. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the map is so large and so detailed. That was something I wrote. Um, I actually wrote. I think this is the best opened. Yeah. This is the best detailed open world game by far. I don't think I think this is a game changer again for Rockstar. I think they've did it a few times in life. I think Rockstar, Grand will say Grand Theft Auto Three. I would say San Andreas as well. I think Vice City was kinda not a game changer because it was just kinda a wee bit better than Grand Theft Auto Three. But I think like Grand Theft Auto Three, San Andreas, and then Red Dead Redemption Two. I think all these games are games that people look at and go, oh. That's what to do next. And I th- yeah, definitely. I think just like they did everything right, and to, even the simple stuff like you know, back to the the camps and things like that. Like you were walking through those camps, and even just like a wee nod or a wee hello or a wee comment. Like wasn't there like a cut scene? There wasn't anything in particular. If you had a podcast on, you would have noticed it. It's just the wee interactions between your character or even just two other characters. Like it didn't, it didn't, didn't mean anything in the grand scheme, but it just ticked all the boxes, you know, from from a game point of view, like from a passer point of view. Like you, you, it, it did, like I said, did everything simple, right? You know, you're sitting, yeah. as you you mean, you're talking about walking about, um, and doing like certain um i don't know maybe hunting is probably one of the biggest things that you would have done if when you were walking about those kind of vast areas um so if if you if you are going about and doing your your hunting it's, it's not even just as simple as oh i'm going to go and hunt this thing like in far cry i'm going to go and do that like you're setting traps you're you're trying to find out where the weak spots of those enemies are which weapon works best you know how to get that top um star kill so that you can complete like the I mean there's a whole like game within a game with that 
with the the whole hunting side of the game because you could be sitting there, um, you know, trying to hunt, you know, a rabbit, and you're putting just as much effort in trying to take on a rabbit as you would a full-grown bear. Yeah, definitely. Uh, there was a there was a part up in the, the map. It was beside a snowy place. It was this forest, a nice kind of forest with mountains. And you know, I think I must have spent easily about twenty hours in real life. Um, in that section, I just took a camp with me, and I just went with my horse. And I, every time I would kill something, I would try and get three stars every time on the whatever I was hunting deer or whatever. And I would take it back to the next settlement, which was probably a twenty-minute journey, and then I would go straight back there again. I did this for hours and hours and hours. And as you said, it's a game and a game. It's this we made a made a game inside it. It's what gun do I need to use? What bullets do I need to use? Uh, it's it's this gun too harsh for this animal, and you know, it's it's. I just uh, the hunting was so good. I know some people were like, "Oh, it's pure grotesque. Why does he need to like be cutting it all up and stuff like that?" But again, as you said earlier, it's just to be details. They, I, I always always when we were number one, we were number two. I always think Witcher when I said um, respect your time. You know, see me kill something in Witcher. You just walk up to it and it's X, and it's you just pick everything up. You know. But do you know in Red Dead Redemption it's not like that? It's you you need to rifle through somebody's pockets or an animal, you need to skin it and you're watching that an animation for like fifteen seconds. And do you know I didn't mind it? Because it just fits in that world that Rockstar created. And it just fits so well that every time I was like, I don't care if I need to skin this animal, it's gonna take me fifteen seconds, I'm just gonna watch it. And this is probably about the two hundredth time I've watched it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I had the the same idea with the you know you're making the campfires to cook your your meat. You know, if you wanted to go that route, because obviously you could take the full the full kill back and get the money for it, or you know you could you could get your kind of your meat or whatever through the through the through the things, and obviously you're sitting roasting the meat or your brew even like brewing a coffee. I mean, that does fucking next to nothing for you in in mm-hmm. the in the grand scheme, and I just. I don't know, it just took you to a place where you're like, I'm just so chilled. It was as if you were sitting in front of that fire. You know, as you say, you you were Arthur Morgan for that that brief time, um, you know, yeah. trying to hunt down this specific thing or, or go and find a, a person or, or, you know, go and do these things. It was something that I just wish that, you know, we could have, I don't know, we could have got a lot more of you know, in terms of the the hunting side of things, um, or just you know the the, the base game it's, itself, um, you know I, I I don't really want to touch on the the story in any kind of way. If I'm honest with you, because I just mm. I feel like if you haven't played this game, you you really should go and play it, um, yeah. and and every single element of it, you know, between the the different areas that you that you're visiting, um, I think it, it would take the shine off it if you. If if we were to give in a way, you know, yeah, at yeah. all. Aye, definitely, definitely. I think I I totally agree. I, I don't even want to talk about the story at all because that's just part of the journey. Um, yeah. More so than a lot of these other games, because a lot of the other games you've seen it in adverts and stuff like that. But this game is just this is this is the game. Like the story just drives it forward. I think also your top locations is some of these locations are some of the nicest things 
the nicest games I've ever seen. I mean, have you ever, have you ever heard that story that somebody took screenshots of this game and sent them to a, a news thing in America and it was screenshots for the world? And they sent them there, and the guy won the contest. Uh, <laughs> and it was, it was screenshots for Red Dead Redemption 2. But he said, I mean, that just, that just shows you how much detail is in all these things. I wrote some down to the snow. See, the, when you're up in the mountains in the snow, and you just hear the crunch. And you need to wear a thick jacket. You can't just be wearing a bit on a t-shirt because your guy starts to get too cold. And stuff like right. that. I mean, the detail in that is fantastic, and it's RPG, but it's RPG light. Yeah, you um, don't need to do any of that stuff. I mean, we're, no, we're, we're, we're talking quite heavily into the into the hunting because that's what the two years enjoyed. We enjoyed yeah. that slow pace side. We enjoyed that hunting. I replayed yeah. the game just so I could do that kind of hunting side, and I eventually, like, like I never, I never, re- I never finished it. Um, yeah. In fact, I didn't get past the kind of. That, that area, um, the Valentine area, um, because I just I spent so much time um, doing that hunting because you know you 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 as you say you're going about and you're trying to look for stuff and try to see if there's anything that you can um, you know is there a better place to go is a better gun to use is yep. you know, should I be aiming this way should we try to use the dead site like you know I just think that the even just the feeling of the guns themselves like. Even in the, the 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 shop when you're like looking to buy mm-hmm. a gun, like the the noise uh, and the weight, like it was so it was carried in every essence of it. You know, they're putting the the gun down on that counter, that metallic sound yep. as yep. it Chink hits sounds. that wood. Yep. It, yep. it was just they didn't need to put that much into the game, but I was so glad that, that they actually did. Um, and I was thinking about this this morning when I was try to prepare for the podcast and that I really, really, really do wish that we had tried again with uh, the online side of things in mm-hmm. terms of playing, you know, as two people playing it. Because um, it just seemed to be that any time we played solo, we'd, you know, get kind of set about by the other... There was a lot of griefing. Yeah. Uh, so, I don't know. It's, it's one of the games that I would love to, um, you know, Depending on you know on on what you're kind of eyeballing next, but definitely aiming to try and maybe get that get that started again. See if we can, you know, get a, get a, a couple of hunts on or whatever you're supposed to do in that online game. Yeah, yeah, no, nah, I I would like to go and try that. I definitely would. Uh, I think other other parts of this I've wrote are well, actually, I'll just talk about the rest of the the locations. I mean, these locations, vast face, snowy areas, forests, deserts, swamps. There's even a town that I never actually thought there was. <laughs> you know, I, I was just expecting it to be your normal Wild West, as you were saying, like with Valentine. I, I'm, I'm not going to spoilers, but um, I just thought it was going to be Wild West-ish. You know, it's got saloons and these wee villages. But then there's a full actual city as well, yep. which... Which is such a contrast for the rest of the game. Because you walk in and you're like, are these people are they cowboys? Everybody else I know has got guns in their hips and riding horses and you are here with trams and that's that start of the and is the industrial stage, isn't it? Ah, uh, you're so far removed from that kind of Valentine area where it's like just mud on the ground. 
and then all of a sudden you're in this town and it's you know the paved walkways and actual you know civilization um which obviously again is you know we're, we're kind of touching probably heavily on on the on the the kind of story beats but it's just definitely one of the games that makes you feel the area that you're in at that time whether it be the the swamps or you know those snowy kind of first areas or as you head up to kind of north or, or valentine or even as you head over the water and it's um more kind of forestry um you know type areas it was a big you know where you are at that time and uh, that time and place it does definitely kind of hit its hit its mark for you yeah yeah i think some some of the things to kind of just add is the the customization in arthur um i think it's great also the guns customizing your guns is a thing you can do and also your horse like you can customize your horse and also upgrade horses and sell your horses and buy new horses and i think that's Mm. that's such a good mechanic to have or all three of the things yep Putting Arthur on different clothes, whatever you wanted your cowboy to look like, your Arthur cowboy to look like, that was phenomenal. Um, yeah. Guns, I mean, I I, I kind of always had a, had a, like a, I always tried to go like a black gun and like this like light silver gun, so it was always like a white and a black gun, you know, that's what I always <laughs> did. Uh, and like my horse, like just being able to have a couple of horses and, you know, I always try to get like all different types, I mean, it's it's just so good and again it never needed to put any of that stuff in but it just adds so much to the game yeah definitely if you, need, if you want it was the the kind of hair mechanics the idea that if you didn't shave you know you didn't that way like in a big beard and whatever else like um yeah. so you could you know kind of look after that or you could let it go and and you you know you can tell a different story with your arthur you know if you're out hunting for ages you're not going to have that option so having the um having that kind of thing happen it's the same in, in Witcher you know having that dynamic and real change uh it, it can kind of you know set the mood a wee bit better that's that was something that I noticed um I think the other thing obviously is the the bathing as well like you know yeah when you're in about and you're getting you know you end up kind of muddy or dirty or whatever and and yeah. people comment on that kind of thing, so you, yeah, you start yeah. to feel like, oh, uh, you know, I don't why, I don't want to be that guy, you know, I might be that guy. People are kind of like, oh, I'm not talking to him because he's he's stinking. Yeah. So, you know, get yourself get yourself into the the bathhouse, and it was almost, you know, you get into that heavy RPG element of the of the side of things, you know, because you're, yeah. you know, I'll go and get my hair cut and I'll go and sort his beard out and. And go do this, and I'll go and have a look at the clays and see if he needs anything for the shop. And you know, you're starting to kind of get into that kind of real life yeah, self care, and you know, you, you don't need to do that, but it was there for you to be able to do. Yeah, just as you said there, that's, that's that was perfect. That's that's what I wrote down. I wrote um, Robin eating uh, haircuts, and I wrote RPG heavy, oh, but only if you want it. Aye, aye, definitely. I mean, it's very cool. The game is, is you know, the about you know, Wild West and about you know, you, you are for all intents and purposes, you are a, a crook by its nature. You you know, you're in, you are a, you are the bad guys, and and it's you know, no matter how you look at it, no matter what 
you know, if you don't, if, with it, you know, avoiding spoilers, he's he's not a good guy, you know, but um, you know, you you can make him that in in your own mind if you you know if, if that's how you work in terms of you know playing games and stuff because you could you could you could be it away doing you know different things or um you know look you know as you say hunting and and there are these other side side quest stuff that isn't quite as um is maybe heavy heavy story based yeah i think uh, <laughs> something that you also need to mention is uh the easter eggs as well the usual rockstar game um even though it's such a detailed realistic world there's always these wee quirky strange easter eggs everywhere they just fall out the world um I don't know if you ever have you ever seen the one with like the alien and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, it's mad. Yeah, uh, yeah. You go to a cabin at like a certain time of night, and this alien ship appears and stuff like that. It's just, <laughs> it's just the usual, just the usual um, rock star just wanting to put in wee mad Easter eggs. But for a game that's so heavy and deep, sometimes that this that just alleviates a lot of the tension. And yeah, also, def- definitely. And also, just makes you want to explore. I mean, I think I, I was actually at one stage looking up YouTube videos, uh, Easter eggs, just to find them. And then I would watch the video, and they would say, "Oh, it's in this area." And then I would just be running about this area, trying to find the Easter egg. You know, I, I was literally, literally, no watching what the Easter egg was. I was just watching where he was saying it's running about this, and then yeah. try to find it. And it, it's crazy. It's just crazy the amount of stuff and. Uh, references and stuff like that they still manage to fit into a game that feels so realistic uh, it's something that I think you know I would love to see like you um, I'd love to see a, a next gen version of the of the game um, I'm not entirely sure if that's something that would get you know get picked up and you know they're kind of busy enough with the stuff that's on their, their plate I'm sure um, but it's something that I would love to see get done is um is a next gen version and i think i don't know if i'd play the base game again until that was until that was done or if that was done or, or if it was absolutely confirmed it wasn't going to be done then i'd maybe go back depending on how successful the actual online um is going to be you know in terms of scratching that itch so uh, aye. Do, do you have any kind of closing kind of remarks on that before we get into that i think i think one what only other thing i would say is the music and the game also yep. just is so good um just fits with that wild west kind of period um oh, the same as witcher like as soon as you get into action it's fast paced as soon as you're back at action it just comes back down everywhere's kind of got his own wee tunes and you'll want to have it like maybe like a town or a village and maybe another wee tune will kick in and stuff it just gives you the audio cues of different stuff happening and it's it's just it just complements this game the music so it just fits so well and i think my last thing to just say was you know when red dead 2 was um announced i was i was obviously on like everybody but you know i was like i really liked um, John Marston yeah um, half Scottish by the way another shout out um, <laughs> I was like how, how are they going to beat him as a character but can I just say Arthur Morgan is possibly my favourite gaming character of all time yeah definitely they, they really made you 
feel connected to the character obviously through everything that we were kind of speaking about to, to start with and it's even sometimes just through a wee lowly grunt or you know a wee one liner when he's talking to somebody yeah. like it kind of set the it set the pace and and kind of kept you connected to to the, to the main character through the full game yeah so that I think I just showed you that the Bofies, even though we had such varied lists, the Bofies reached out as number one. That just yeah. shows you, doesn't it? Aye, definitely, and, and I'm sure I don't, I don't know if that was even my number one game. Um, of the year, the year that that, that came out, Red Red Dead Two. I can't remember. Was that the year? God of War. God of War one. Um, so in terms, you know, I preferred how I felt playing that game but in terms of favourite games like I just have nothing but respect for for both obviously but just it was just something you it's it transcends everything about gaming is yeah. is this guess is this is the games that you play games for like this is yeah. it's the moments that you you become a gamer because the games uh, game, games offer you something um, you know whether that be escapism or you know just just it's a pure out and out hobby with it you know being it heavier than that. This game was something that just let you um, completely live in a totally different world, and I just think um, I think I think we, you know we we did benefit from having the. Uh, having a wee bit of time at the time that it came out to, to really kind of take it in and, and experience it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, as you said, it's a game that ticks all the boxes. And yeah. it truly, do you know, there's, there's some games that you look back in generations and you think, what was the game of the generation? And for me, Red Dead Redemption 2 is the game of that entire generation. Yeah, definitely. I think that's probably the best, the best part and uh, the part and line that we could have we could have come up with with that. So, I think what we had mentioned to do before the podcast started was we would quickly run through the what each of our top tens were. Yep. So, Gary, you want to um, start that off, mate? Yeah. Are we are we going one each or just just go? No, I just you run through yours, mate. Right, good. Uh, so number ten was Yakuza Six: The Song of Life. Number nine was Hitman. Number eight was Assassin's Creed Origins. Number seven was Spider Man. Number six was Ghost of Tsushima. Number five was Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Number four, Resident Evil Two. Number three, God of War. Number two, Witcher Three: The Wild Hunt. And number one. Red Dead Redemption 2. A final list of ever I've seen one. Um, so for myself, it was um, number 10, No Man's Sky. Number 9, City Skylines. Number 8, Death Stranding. Number 7, Lego Dimensions. Number 6, Ghost of Tsushima. Number 5, God of War. Number 4, The Witcher. Number 3, Star Wars Fallen Order. Number two, Spider-Man, Miles Morales, and number one, obviously, Red Dead Redemption 2. Now, obviously, we've, we've went a meaty way, so I don't want to go, you know, into too much of the 
other games that, that didn't make it. Um, do you have even maybe one or two that you thought these really, if you know, on a, on a different day they might have made the list? Um, Resident, Resident Evil Seven was one that I was uh, yeah. teetering with. Um, mm. That that I didn't want to put too many Resident Evils in because I thought they kind of clashed with each other. But yep. Resident Evil Seven was definitely one that I thought this could be this could fit in. Right. Um, yeah, that was that was my one. Yeah, obviously, um, you know, we've got. Uh, I, I have Uncharted Four here. I, I I do really like the Uncharted series. They are they are kind of special games in terms of the action games, and and they are you know really 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 good. Um, I would recommend them to to just about anybody. They belong in some form of a of, of a top ten. Um, that's for sure. You know, in terms of the the Sony games and and the games that we've got. Um, in our in our library here for for as, as PlayStation fans, but I don't know. I just felt like, um, in terms of the games that I've had I had the most fun playing, um, maybe at that maybe at that point of Uncharted, I was I was kind of ready to be ready to be done with him rather than rather than the experiences that that we had got for some of these some of these other games. Yeah, yeah, no, I think I, I was the same with Uncharted 4. I really enjoyed Uncharted 4 as well, but it was a uh, it just falls a wee bit too many, I think, at one point, and I was just like, right, um, I really want Uncharted 4 done as well. I think that's why I never even went there on my list. Yeah, definitely. I think obviously there's probably the two is a you know, without getting into it, um, obviously, the one of the things that a lot of people would maybe ask or want to know is why we've not got. You know the second, the, you know the Last of Us, on a on our list, and I I don't think, for me personally anyway, um, it wasn't the most fun game. This this was based. This is a list of games that we had the most fun playing. Um, I enjoyed the Last of Us. You know, keeping the keeping this conversation short, it just went on a wee bit. You know, too long for me. It was a slog. I did enjoy the big story hits, the beats, the other characters, with, again, avoiding spoilers, but I did eventually enjoy those other, other characters and seeing the two different sides and all that stuff. It was a brilliant game, but and it would probably be on a top 10 games, maybe, I don't know, but in terms of games I had the most fun, I, I didn't really consider it. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree with Last of Us 2. Uh, I just, I never really enjoyed it at all. Uh, obviously it played amazing um, and it was beautiful and stuff like that but no nah, I just I thought I actually wish with Last of Us they just kind of just did a film like this is a different story a Last of Us but nothing to do with Joel and Ellie I wish that was the route they went because I actually quite liked the Abbey story oh yeah well, no, that's right. that's uh, no, I, I, I quite liked the Abbey story um, huh? and I just feel actually a new character and a different circumstance was actually more appealing to me in that world than go yeah, back was, to people that we already knew. Uh, it was too, at the time it was too much a heavy hitter for me. Um, we were, I was kind of my kind of mental kind of thing at that at that time. The, the way my mental health was at the time playing you know games like that. That's just too heavy. Um, too heavy going. You know, the, whatever obviously happens at the start of the game yeah. sat with me for probably an entire you know, 24 hours, if I'm honest with you, and um, it was just, it did take everybody by surprise, so 
Um, yeah, that's the reason why it's not it's not yeah. malicious in case that the the question yeah. is maybe on people's minds and stuff. Uh, uh, again, I've got a, I've got a huge list of other games here, but I'm not going to go into them because yeah. um, we're we're a fair meaty bit in. So, um, Gary, obviously you come up with this next um, kind of segment if you like. Do you want to uh, talk to the uh, vault dwellers here and yeah. see what we've got this week? So uh, we were trying to get people to write in and stuff like that, just to have a wee bit of conversation with the audience and stuff. So every kind of week, if there's if there's a question or anything that kind of could add to the, the episodes, we would quite like to hear from you. Um, we'll kind of just put it up on Twitter if we've got a question to ask. Uh, so this week we asked the question, what did we ask? Our favourite... <laughs> <laughs> we asked, uh, what was your kind of favourite PlayStation moments or... Well, just anything to do with PlayStation, uh, the PlayStation 4. And so somebody asked us, it was actually our hoodie who asked us. He asked us, what, what's what been a game that you wouldn't say is good, but brought the most fun for us together? So that's, me and Sean... That's me and you specifically. Uh, so me and you, yeah, yeah, yeah. So me and Sean deliberated, and uh, <laughs> it definitely is not a good game. <laughs> uh, but it's quite fun to play and especially fun, I mean I think that kind of goes for any game, especially fun when it's a two, uh, when we're playing it's a two player game uh, is take it away it's, um, it's, it's a game that I forget the name of Tom uh, Clancy's Wildlands that's, that's the one, that's the one <laughs> it was like, you know, I was stuck on the word ghost for some reason, I don't really know why <laughs> um, but I, t- Tom Clancy we played the previous title and really enjoyed it in fact uh, we played it that that much i actually ended up going away and and finishing the game um rather than playing it on co-op i, I just really enjoyed how that game kind of kind of set up but um obviously me and gary tried streaming the, the wildlands and it just didn't really work too well like we you know we tried in it but actually to be honest probably one of my favorite um gaming uh, Twitch memories was that thirty minute highlight that I've got on the on the Twitch channel. It's the two hours just having a good time playing that game, and I think that was really probably speaks volumes. Where it's fun because you're just talking to your mate and you're just switching off. But at the same can, time, can I just interrupt for a wee second? I made an answer yeah. that it was the Wildlands. Wildlands is the first one. I thought it that. was it's Breakpoint. I thought that. <laughs> So hold on, Tom Clancy's Breakpoint. Do <laughs> <laughs> you know what, I was like, what was the last game again? Because I'm pretty sure that it was something. So I, so I, Breakpoint, excuse me, sorry. It's late. Um, <laughs> it's late, it's quarter past one in the morning at the minute. And uh, I think we'll get like 15 minutes before this app cuts us off. But <laughs> uh, So I, it's, 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 it's been a long one and we obviously appreciate, you know, we appreciate who they're writing in for a, for a start, and we appreciate everybody that's that's listened to the you know the first podcast, and we'll try and keep them to a relatively um, good length for yeah. the the other other you know episodes. This this episode was a was a one off that we were really excited about recording, so we kind of wrote as much notes as we could and, and yeah. just try to get into the the conversation of these games to to kind of show. I think what, what our passion is. 
I think with these type of ones, they're always they're always gonna be beefy because they're they're ones that you're kind of passionate about. So I think you're always gonna have lots of tasty eights. This is just gonna be like a kind of one off for maybe if we do the other PlayStation lists. But yeah, this is it's a beefy boy. Yeah, definitely. It's just something that we we really wanted to do. It was one of the first um ideas that was on the list and something that we were quite kind of excited about preparing because it does kind of open a window into how both of us are in terms of gamers and yeah. obviously you know it, it does kind of I don't know it's not something that we speak about regularly me and Gary it's not like what's your favorite game you know it's so it's having that conversation between the two I really enjoyed yeah. it no, me too. I think I think it's also kind of complimentary to our first episode because our first episode was kind of like first beginnings, whereas this kind of like more up to date. I know it's no right up to date, but we're getting close. Um, and also it just gives everybody a kind of view, uh, as you said, like what kind of games we actually play, what games we kind of like. But I think I think also uh, and a wee um and a. And a wee project like this, I think, on a different day, you know, I think you could have a different top ten, you know. I think your your number ones and number twos, I think, will always be the same, but I think on a different day you might be a wee bit different. But no, it's a, it's a fun exercise and it's it was good to actually it just shows you how different everybody's list can be. Um a few surprises in there for you and a few surprises in there for me for showing you as well. Yeah, definitely, and that was um, something that I didn't really see coming. I thought I knew that our top, at least top four, would be there or thereabouts. Um, I didn't expect we'd have the same top, uh, the same number six. Um, but then obviously we that was handy. Well. It was definitely <laughs> handy. So thereafter, there was a wee bit of kind of backwards and forwards, but. Again, listen, we appreciate everybody that's um, you know, still listening at this point. We know it's a really lengthy episode, so if you know, we don't we don't really I d I don't personally mind if, if people don't make it as I long do. as this because Gary definitely does. He's <laughs> he's coming for you, just better watch. Um you know, I, I do I do appreciate that people are people are busy and, and it's hard to fit a new podcast in to our people's routines we'll, we'll be trying to release fortnightly um if not it'll be every every month um at least once a month as best as we can we will both live really kind of busy lives and yeah. you know we, we, it's full-time it's full-time jobs and, and looking after um kids and and, and and working as well as that so it's just one of those things it's a it's a, a hobby it's very you know core for Passion us project exactly a passion project but we want to reach as many people as we can so in order for us to be able to do that we obviously um we need some of those likes and, and comments and subscribes and stuff like that as um if if it's you know so if you if you don't mind you know head over to the youtube if you're listening on anchor or, or spotify um and just you know drop a sub and a, a wee like and comment let us know what you think something uh, if there's another topic that you you think we should be covering you know we we're kind of keeping this podcast as open as possible in terms of future um yeah future topics uh, and different kind of things and games and stuff to, to cover so if um yeah if there's nothing else i think that's us ready to go so until next time goodbye goodbye children <laughs> well, <I love> that. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs>
Hi everyone, thanks for listening. This has been the Vault Dwellers podcast. If you'd like to keep up with myself and Mr. Gary Moore, Gary is on Instagram at Gary Moore's Art. And you can find myself over on Twitter and Twitch at MrMac92. And a very special shout out to a very talented artist, our good friend Hoodie, for creating the logos used on the Vault Dweller podcast. Keep up with Hoodie at the Penny Marvels on social media.